terrible fucking year. But what a great fucking year for video games. Yes, you know, we need to escape. Not, I not, need to not escape. according to a Polygon. I don't read words, so I don't understand. <laughs> I just had to, like, unfollow him from everything. Like, all the... To me, it's just, that. like, the last, like, two months have been nothing but negative shit. Yes. About video games? Of, of everything. Well, that's the problem. You need to be just reading about... If you're going to a video game website, you need to just read about games. So why are they... That's what I'm saying. They just have, like, negative... Like, why every you video game this? news? You just gotta have a Twitter feed and just read the headlines. And, you know, yeah. it happens always. I infer... Yeah. 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 I know what this means. It's fine. Most of the important stuff's there anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you just listen to podcasts, and then you get all your news. I don't have time for podcasts. What, what's, <laughs> what's the, the point podcast? in podcasts? I don't know. Who idiots would want to sit around and just talk to each other? Why do a podcast when you play Dreamcast? There Ooh, you go. That is the only way to cast. Is there a Dreamcast podcast? No, uh, there will do. be starting next week. <laughs> um, Apple, if we have a typographic 16 segment Actually, every, every week. Then. We could do a, mort- a moratorium like on each Dreamcast game, we could yeah. do probably two hours. Uh, oh, we could. Per, so how many games are there? Twenty seventeen is the year of possibility, oh, sir. I could probably do four episodes. episodes of Bang IO. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's an N sixty four game, but it got ported to Dreamcast. I think that counts. Yeah, because that's most people played it on Dreamcast. Was it on sixty four here? No. See, that's right. The exactly. It was on DS. <laughs> yeah, that was no. Good. And three sixty. I never got past the first level. Oh man, I beat that game, DS. but you have to cheat. No, on the DS. Oh, on the DS. Yeah. I think it was broken. Probably. Maybe my copy was broken. It might be the point. Yeah. I remember uh, I had a birthday party for Aurora when she was like three. Bangai We were party. still in Laplace. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of the neighborhood <laughs> kids came over and stuff like that. And one of them was Rachel's co-worker's kids or whatever. And they were older guys. And these are like Laplace hunting. Like, yeah. Had a gun. You know, shooting BB guns at ducks. That's what they do. You know. Neighbor's dogs. Yeah, neighbor's dogs. Yeah. Right. All that. And they play their. They had DSs and iPhones and stuff like that to play games on. Um, three boys, various ages. Anyways, and uh, I had a Dreamcast set up just at the party. Well, I, I decided to set up a room with a bunch of games for the kids to play. Yeah, I put my Dreamcast on a little regular TV in there. CRT. Thinking they probably wouldn't play it. Whoa, that's because it only had like four games and you well, know which games. Well, this story's about to turn. That's what. Okay, that's what, House of the Dead so, Two. Anyways, I never really went in there. But I never really saw the kids, and so like a few days later, the mom, whoa, whoa, whoa. the mom calls me up and says, "There's this game that they played at your house for like four hours, and I can't find out what it. I'm right. desperately looking for it." Right. And I was like, "Well, what was it?" I was thinking maybe they had played it on the big TV or whatever. And uh, she was like, "Cause they have a Wii and stuff like that," and she was like, "Okay, you're like these." Airplane, these toy airplanes oh, yeah. and toy tanks, and you're <laughs> throwing off game. ironing boards and packing ducks and bathtubs. I was like, oh, that's toy. Company. Yeah, you're never gonna find that's that. One of the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you've done is illustrated exactly what's wrong with video games right now uh-huh. in general. There's no toy commander. Well, there's no nothing that's kind of what the hell is this? This is weird. Like, why? <laughs> what is the? Why is this a game? It seems like everything. Um, and I don't get me wrong. I'm very happy. I like games still. Yeah. I play games. I'm not that disenfranchised. <laughs> but the Dreamcast era, and this will be a Dreamcast episode, um, the, the Dreamcast era was the last, and the PS2 had some of it, and, and original Xbox as well. But uh, that that era is gone where there's just games like, who who thought of this? Like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense to me, but I love it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Toy Commander. Toy Commander is great. Like, why would, and there was a sequel, but... I think it was just a racing game. It wasn't actually Toy Commander, but there was, using the same engine, hmm. there was like a racing game, which totally lost the plot. I right. mean, not that there's plot, but you <laughs> no, know what I mean. Well, no, but that was the great thing, is that the plot was your 
kids imagine. Like the intro video. Imagine, actually, imagine this. You leave the room, the toys come to life. Whoa. Okay. Well, see, that was the thing though. This and you have like a, was... you have like a spaceman and a cowboy. Sure. Whatever you want. <laughs> I actually like the opening. Room. The yes, video. CGI I don't remember movie. the video. Well, because like it basically showed. Was there a, a kid boy, like playing with his toys? And he had an airplane on an ironing board. And then he drops some and he's LSD. Running, he drops LSD. He's running, and then he like is about to lift off the right. ironing board like it's an aircraft. And he carrier, disappears. And, he, and he's like, and then he disappears, and all of a sudden, microphone. See, yeah, that's that's when it kicks <laughs> right. in. That's when the. Can we just duct tape this mic to my face? <laughs> Why don't we have microphone helmets? <clears throat> microphone helmets. Man. That way. <laughs> 2017 is the year. Not, not a headset. <laughs> oh, right. No microphone helmet. Not it a has headset. to be this specific microphone. This is the one that plugs into my board. So, the yeah. only one. The only one. What's the first game that we're going to do the moratorium on? What's the, What starts with A? Alien. What was that game with the tanks? I think it was Alien tanks, something. Tanks, tanks, tanks. You ordered it. Oh, no, no. Alien something. That's online. okay. So alien, let's alien front online. Alien front online. Let's go ahead. Oh, and go I think we had like yeah, we're doing we were the bigger box. What about yeah, um? Phones, so we microphone. had like ten of them, and they were just like we had no room for it because no, no one bought it. <laughs> what no about one, but uh, we ordered a bunch of them? Uh, Arcadia, comma skies of no. That, okay. No. Uh, I so, like I like where you're going because yeah. there's probably not going to be a second episode of this. So. <laughs> no, there's going to be like one of my way to talk about two hundred episodes. Okay, Four Wheel Thunder technically comes first. You're right. Okay, so Four Wheel Thunder that's from Kimco. Um, actually, I don't know who made that. Callisto game. Entertainment. I, was, I knew it was K. You were close. I, I knew it was something with a K. So four wheel thunder, uh, up to four players. <laughs> it was supposed to be like a hydro. It was. It was. Yeah. You know, it was supposed to be, but it did not. Sixteen wheels. That era of arcade action was all about <laughs> just no sim, anything. Everything was crazy and unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So well, anyway, we're not really going to talk about that game, I guess. Well, I don't you mean can, you, steer... can, you can talk about how good launches are. I still think that Dreamcast launch was phenomenal. And I didn't plan on buying a Dreamcast at launch, right? I've talked about this before. You I saw was... that whale jumping. Well, I had already seen that, but I was just I was skipping school as you do, you know, of college because who cares? Yeah. Um, and I was <laughs> who I needs was... it when you can do a podcast? Yeah. So I was at a <laughs> Toys R Us, and I don't know. I just had five hundred dollars in my pocket, and uh, it oh, was yeah. Dreamcast launch day, and I was like, let me check this out because I have no idea. I'm just gonna. See mm -hmm. what this stuff's about, and they had the NFL 2K demo, and they had some some other game. I don't know. So I ended up leaving that. It was the it was the Toys R Us that's long closed down here in Baton Rouge over like by the Cortana Mall. Mm -hmm. So I left that store with you know with the Dreamcast, with NFL 2K, with Sonic Adventure, with Soul Calibur, with an extra controller, with two VMUs. It's like this is fine. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I should be I should be in my econ class right now, but I'm probably never going to pass that anyway. So let me go ahead. Class is really hard. Econ sucks, man. I dropped it and dropped my business minor because I, of that class. I dropped it like three times. <laughs> so that was Dreamcast launch day for me. I got wow. Soul Calibur 2, Sonic Adventure, and well, Final Fantasy 8. Would have been Soul Calibur 1. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I like that you throw in a PS1 game. <laughs> same day. Yeah. You on Sony's payroll. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. Speaking of that, I want to. Oh, look at the, the video podcast. That's awesome. Sony it's a visual socks. podcast. <laughs> I've got my bad Christmas sweater socks. Oh, I like those. We're all wearing socks. I have just normal <laughs> white ink white socks. 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 Okay. Uh, my favorite thing about the Dreamcast launch was I was at GameStop. Yes. In, at, at the Mall of LA. Right. <laughs> LA, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I was mall of Los Angeles. I was in Cali. Yeah. Um, and and uh, we had a, a Dreamcast kiosk before it came out. We did. And... Uh, I literally at night would close down, and I was like, 
I want to bring this thing home. <laughs> you brought the Dreamcast home. So it was, it was locked down in there. So I, I literally cut. You didn't have a key. All the security crap off and unscrewed <laughs> everything. Like spent like forty five minutes. Ties. Oh wait, you're, zip, you were, zip ties and screws. You were working at Game Ga- EB Games. Oh, EB Games. It was EB because yeah. Gameware had a Dreamcast, yeah. but oh, you yeah. weren't. Well, y'all had like a Japanese one. Y'all had we had a Japanese one. Instead of we, but it was but yeah. You hadn't down. Been, you weren't working at Game Gameware yet. No, I was at GameStop, and neither was I. I wasn't working there. I started like. In the 99. 2001. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, so like, yeah, I brought that home with Ready to Rumble, like oh, a Japanese awesome. version of Sonic Adventure. That's so cool. Yeah, it was fun. Ready to Rumble, that was a fun game, too. I had that on my PlayStation 1. Yeah. That's cool. I like that game. Dreamcast version better. Oh, yeah? Better <laughs> graphics. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have an intro question? I should probably introduce the show. Yeah, well, let's yeah. let's just cut all of this, this half hour of Dreamcast chat. No, yeah, it's just fine. Put it, put it at the end. It's like the longest cold open <clears throat> ever. Mm, that's right. Welcome to episode number 158 of Gameware Express. My name's Adam Arinder, and it is Friday, December the 23rd, 2016. Stephen Martin, how are you? Hello. Neil Bonham, are you ready for our last show of 2016? Uh, yes. And very special guest, hailing all the way from, where do you live now? New Orleans. The New Orleans area, the godfather of gameware himself and proud papa of two beautiful kids. Welcome back, Mr. Scott Bezdek. Thank you for having me. Hello. It's our annual tradition of you appear towards the end of the year. (laughs) Yeah, and I have a year. And we have like an eight-hour show. It's going to be great. I have a year's worth of rambling. So buckle up, boys and girls, (laughs) because here we go. I do have an intro question, and I actually sent it to you all early, so I hope you all have an answer. I I didn't get it. It's in the group chat. You've got to check the group chat. Oh, really? Okay, well, anyway. So, this week's intro question, uh, since it's the end of the year, and next year we're going to have our big Game of the Year show, so send in your Game of the Year at GameWareExpress at gmail.com if you want it read on the show. Uh, if you had to describe gaming in 2016 with one word, what would that word be and why? Finally. Okay. <laughs> finally. Last um, Guardian. So, well, <laughs> so they finally uh, like brought Doom back. Yeah, and, and it was good. Yeah, Final Fantasy fifteen finally came finally. out. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Last Guardian finally came mm-hmm. out. Right. Um, I mean that's that's three really big things. I think. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. You know, when you wait for so long for something, <laughs> you pretty much are resigned to the fact that okay, there's no way this can live up to the expectations right. that I've set. I mean, just us. look at Duke Nukem Forever, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Or hey. Prey. Well, Prey was good. They patched No Man's Sky finally. Finally, <laughs> finally. There's other. I'm sure <laughs> Sean Murray finally. Feel speaks. free to to you know <laughs> add, add to on it. to this. Finally, there yeah. has to be other things. You know, Nintendo finally announced what the Switch is, but we don't really. That's know true. Much we still don't really know. About what that. three more weeks we'll know? Maybe. Right. So. You can finally buy like a PlayStation or Xbox One for two hundred bucks, basically. Finally, VR is out in a consumer-based product. Sure. That was a big. Stardew Valley too. finally came out on consoles. <laughs> it only took almost a year. Yeah. Isn't that one dude? Yeah, I think yeah. so. so good job. Jim, Jimmy Stardew. Jimmy Stardew. <laughs> working on this game for a long time. I like that answer. It's a good answer. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Uh, you know, it, one word is because I had a sentence in my mind, but there you go. Boil that down <laughs> to one word. It's, fine. it's a long hyphenated word. Yeah, it's okay. It is. Thank you. So uh, mine's kind of like Stephen's, but uh, like are basically surrounding the same games, but more uh, the word surprised. Okay. Uh, because I was like surprised Doom was so good. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like um, really good. I was surprised Final Fantasy was actually good. Because um, that game, you know, yeah, Final Fantasy could have easily been like a pile of doo doo. Yeah, very much so. Um, 
you know, I, I, and like a lot of the smaller titles I played, I was just surprised by like even little titles like Abzu where you don't do anything, but it was so good. <laughs> but you do so much. Yeah. Right. I bought that game. Maybe I should play it. Um, don't say it was two hours. That's yeah. Fun. Do it tonight. <laughs> yep. You know, so I guess I'd say okay. that I was surprised by a lot of things. Love Announcements. Annou- no, you, you, can't, you already had oh, that's two that's, words. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I'm oh, saying oh, like I was surprised by announcements that they made. Oh, right. You know, like Crash Bandicoot <laughs> HD is coming and Wipeout. Right. Finally, All Nintendo that. listened to their investors and went <laughs> yeah. to mobile. And <laughs> yeah, lost so much money. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, The Witness came out. That was on the stage at the mm-hmm. first PlayStation 4 press Oh, yeah, that was four mm-hmm. years ago? Yeah. Almost five years ago now? It's crazy. Finally, Kojima can talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally, Kojima gets his award and can make out with Jeff Keighley on TV. Welcome to Show Neil. Thank you. Scott. Uh, if I had to use one word, I would say prolific. Pro- oh, that's a good word. That's Those words are way too big for this. Show. Well, that's what happens when you give me some time at the, at the source. <laughs> and I'm good to go. Uh, prolific. Okay. It was uh, an amazing year, and I would say we have uh, received an abundance of riches with just every category you can think of. Usually, you have these great years in gaming, but if you look back, it's like it was a great year for AAA. Right. Or mm-hmm. this year was ruled by indie. <clears throat> This year, like across the board, there was special, amazing games in almost every category situation you could think. Mm-hmm. We had innovative stuff in VR. We had big, like uh, AAA games, Uncharted Four. And, and Scott's pointing at me because I love AAA. Yeah, so <laughs> I live and breathe. Well, I was gonna Doom. I was gonna say Doom. Yeah, get games that kind of came back and should have been awful but were great. Um, you know, you had a uh, really strong small indie games. So you also had really long-awaited in games like Witness and, and uh, Inside and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just across the board, it was just like, there was something for everybody. Or even like, I know with you, you don't really care for Uncharted, but really liked 4. I really liked 4, yeah. The, the games that I don't normally play, uh, I've never played a Final Fantasy game in my life. And I'm playing. Are you playing fifteen? Yeah, I'm playing fifteen. <laughs> I so you know. I agree, prolific. You know, and and you're right. Every category, every facet of gaming was well represented. <clears throat> I think we can all agree <sighs> that this was hands down the most prolific year for the Vita. About Vita truly does mean <laughs> life, and uh, Sony has breathed so much support and and just love into that system. I mean, I I can't even count. The, all the great first-party titles on the Vita. It's just what a great, <laughs> year. What Touché. a great year to sunset this this beautiful little system. Uh, no, I'm just messing with you. But we, I know Sony forgot about the Vita. We never forgot. We about never the forget Vita. about the Vita. Over here. Well, we know they can't have multiple things to support, and they, no, they pushed the Vita out to get ready for their abandonment of VR. Eventually. Yeah, the VR probably <laughs> took took the. I mean, really, Sony when the Vita launched, you know, they had they had their their big triple a games yeah. but nobody cared Mm-mm. so i don't blame them i never played uncharted on vita i did y'all i mean it's you okay. know mm. i played a little bit of it yeah. it wouldn't you get rid of I the know, uh like, like the vita bullshit touch touch screen yeah. mini stuff and i would say it's probably better than the first one really yeah. but well it's like in the first one you have the ps3 bullshit right like, look, yeah. walk on this log but don't shake the six axis because <laughs> you'll fall off i enjoyed it it was <laughs> as a launch vita game it definitely i, I went through it all the way purely on how good it looked. Oh yeah, it was pretty good. I love the um, like the motion control aiming on that like after touch kind of. I didn't really use that. I see it's uh, when you're just trying to get a headshot and just like oh, <laughs> yeah. this actually works. The only thing I ever used that when that was an option was in Gravity Rush. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, you almost had to. That's why yeah. I mean I played Gravity Rush two demo and you get used to it, but I miss 
Just, I was, it was, just, I don't know, it was easier on the Vita, but it, it still works right. fine for a PS4. Um, welcome to the show, Scott. I'm glad you're Thank able to join you. us. Thanks for having me. Uh, similar to yours, I guess, mine I came up with was Rebound, because the past couple of years, I mean, they had some, like, quality titles, but not, like you were saying, across the board, right. everywhere, all year. And I feel like 2016 was that year where we had, like, pretty much exactly echoing what Scott said, constant stuff coming out all year from all facets of gaming. And, you know, 2014 I thought was really weak. 2015 was a little better, but 2016 I'm actually, like, Coming, having problems coming up with a top five list for next week. I mean, you think about like <clears throat> the great year for single player content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Battlefields, but I didn't play yet, but I heard right. that was great. Return to yeah. like the first person shooter story based campaign. Like, watch. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just it was crazy year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, our our big game of the year show will be next week. So Steven sounds like he's he thought we were doing that today. Yeah, I have my list. I've got I've got ten uh, on my list uh, right now, and I've got ten kind of uh, other games that. You've played 20 games. No, this year. these are they, <laughs> these are. There's 10 other games that I think if I put more time into, that right. they absolutely would be contending mm-hmm. to be on my primary list. Right. Just sure. so much great content out there, like Hitman. Like I haven't even. Yeah. Like, I want to play Hitman so bad. See, I was waiting for. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big fan of those episodic that's games. It's thirty dollars right now. I know. I want to get it all when it's out, and it is. Yeah. And I wanted to get it on the disc, but that's sixty, or like you said, it's thirty dollars right now on the right now. flash sale. Yeah. digitally, so it's like, hmm. But I played that demo, and I wasn't a big fan, but a lot of people are talking Best, positively about uh, it. Best Hitman game ever made. Yeah, so, so to get into that. Have you been playing anything this week, getting ready for your game of the year list? I'm like trying to think. I don't <laughs> think. I've, I've been playing some Star, Stardew Valley and yeah. some Let It Die. That, that Stardew Valley came great, out, was that this week on PS4, or was that last week? Last week. Okay. Yeah. It's funny because the trophy list uh, for that game says PS4 and Vita, but there's no Vita version <laughs> at all, and that game would yes. be really fun on the Vita. Um, yeah, I think it would be better on Vita. Stardew Valley's great. You know, it came out, well, it was early access in 2015 on mm-hmm. PC, and it launched, I think, February Yeah. Uh, earlier this year, and it's Harvest Moon, basically. I like that, Yeah. like but, I did when I was 11. Yeah, it's Harvest Moon, but it's got its own graphical style, and it's got a ton of things to do, and if you like farming games you probably would like not not farming simulator because that's this is not a sim farming game. yeah this is just kind of go whack a tree three times with your axe and now you have this yeah. top piece of wood it's like if animal crossing actually had features yeah. that were interesting <laughs> then that's what this game would be it's that's like what, that's what harvest moon is farming's even like kind of a i don't want to say small last no I, but I there's agree. A, there's a lot to do in that yeah game. I mean, it's even a it's a RPG combat game. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's kind of like Fantasy Life? or Well, yes. Yeah. And yeah. and Harvest Moon has its own spinoff series that is kind of like that. Um, Rune, Rune Factory. Factory. Yeah. Mm. There's, there must be five yeah. Rune Factory games uh, that are out there. But um, Stardew Valley is great. I really enjoy it. And it's just one of those games where you really don't have to think. And I hate thinking. Sometimes I just want to sit down on my couch and just play something where I don't really have to do much. Um, so you can just walk around town. You can meet people. You can—I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of like Animal Crossing, like I said. Yeah. But you can just do more. Do and you, like what, recruit people to your town, or are they just no? They're—they're they're already there. And most of them hate. You. Uh, <laughs> but you got—you have the relationship building aspect of gotta um, go on dates, and you, you can totally like, you can get married. You know, makes your um, social link better, make your demons stronger. Yeah, yeah. I, but I haven't been playing too much of that because I have been playing more of Let It Die. Which You're still, still going really, on with that. Really like that game. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it should be no surprise because it kind of has that Dark Souls feel with the combat and the the craziness of a Pseudo-51 game, which I've already talked out. about on yeah. the show a few times. But 
I have a question. I, I played basically the uh, the entry level uh, that kind of teaches you how to fight and use the mushrooms and stuff like that. Yeah, and I still don't know how to use the mushrooms. And then you get to the spoiler, you get to a point where you kind of have to restart for the first time, yeah. and then they introduce the arcade concept of it right. and stuff like that. Um, does the combat with I know if you're listening to other reviews and podcasts that you kind of can upgrade with like tattoos or something like that. Does mm-hmm. the combat ever get more precise? Because when I keep I kept on hearing Dark Souls, I guess in Spirit as a way to um, this game, but the combat is so kind of loose. Yeah, no, it, it like it's it, not. It doesn't approach. It ever. doesn't approach the hitboxes and timing yeah. of a Dark Souls game. Okay, the combat compared to Dark Souls is entirely rudimentary. Yeah, um, but that's I don't think that's a bad thing. I think this is the most accessible Suda Fifty One game that that team has ever made that he's ever made because it's basically you encounter one to three enemies at the same time. And just like in dark souls, you know, it's all about the space that you occupy during the combat. So you're better off drawing kind of one enemy away from that area. Otherwise you're just going to get stuck in uh, recovery frames. Right. And Mm. then you're just going to die and then you're going to start over. Um, But no, the combat is not the, I'd say the first three hours of that game are, and I've only played for about 20 but the first three hours of that game are fairly representative, at least of the okay. next 17. Now, I haven't gotten that high into the tower. And from what I understand, like later in the game, the combat does get really frustrating as far as like the how quickly things degrade. But you should be upgrading that, that equipment anyway okay. as you kind of work your way up. But as of, as of right now, I'm entirely focused on the multiplayer aspect of this game. I've kind of given up on trying to climb the tower. So I'm And multiplayer is, is, is a very loose quote because it's not like... I don't really think when I'm invading someone, I mean, you're not you're not playing against someone else when you go into the, their little base area. It's just basically like AI bots. Okay. But I'm trying to get five of my fighter dudes or dudettes kind of leveled up to that max beginner level, which I think is 25. That way I can have a stronger base defense for my area and just trying to, uh, I guess, get enough money to buy those upgrades. Have you been invaded? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just, you lose your kind of... Uh, you lose your some of your guys that you steal from other people's games when okay. you get invaded. Have you spent any money yet? Nope. Oh, still yep. going at it. And I gladly would at this point. Like I'm, I've said before, it's I'm not against spending money in a free to play game if mm-hmm. it's something that I've put a lot of time into. Right. But I don't want to hit some kind of paywall where it's obvious. Yeah. Like oh, this is the part of the game that was designed to require mm-hmm. me to pay. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I still haven't spent one dime. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. It's a great game. Cool. So far. <laughs> we'll see. Speaking of free-to-play, Neil, what have you been playing? I've been playing free-to-play? Yeah. Have I? Technically. Free to start. Oh! Free to start. Dang, oh. Dang, Can dang, I borrow dang, your dang. phone? Because I haven't played that yet. <laughs> yeah. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No. You can't put it on the box, but if there was a box. <laughs> yeah, Mario. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, Mario. Uh, Mario Run is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely Nintendo's... Uh, best yeah. app so far <laughs> out of one of two. two i mean i guess if i would count pokemon go as them because no it's why not tick. it's like one third them right? but they had to get rights from nintendo to even well i think i from the pokemon company which is one third though right. whatever so right. is it better than pokemon go yes okay okay good. It's, it's more of a game yeah so, i guess it depends so it's essentially like. just like um you know i hear people like 
saying it's like Temple Run and all that, but it's actually nothing like nothing that. Nothing like those. People keep calling it a runner, and I'm like, it doesn't really look like a runner to me. It looks it like is. a platformer where you run. It is a runner with platforming elements. But runners are like fast-paced, and well, it's like have, you got to yeah. jump to the next This is a second. stylistic platformer it's running a, game. I've and played it's like, slow runners before. Yeah. With that have like uh, slight backtracking and tricks to like get to different tiers. Yeah, like I played like a ninja, like a Ninja Turtle rooftop runner that was kind of like this. Right. Yeah. The, the genre is expanded enough to Yeah. But it's uh you know, it's cool to I've already beaten the story mode and I pretty much just play Toad Rally now. Mm-hmm. Um I mean the story mode I can go and collect coins to like get shops for my like buildings and stuff for my kingdom, but I'm not too worried about all that right now. There um, seems to be a lot of hubbub going around the old interwebs about its $10 entry fee, and people are saying that the value isn't there. Do you agree or disagree with them? I disagree. Okay. I mean, I'm de- I've am i already gotten $10 Internet worth. Wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, I've already gotten $10 worth out of the game, and I'm still playing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, so the game, the story mode, each level, you know, starts off with five pink coins to collect, and it doesn't work like old... Old Mario games where it's like if you collect two, then you just got to play it again and collect the last one. Oh, you like this is you got to get all run. five in one go. And um, so after you collect that, then it unlocks purple coins for the level. Mm. So you got to get five of those. Then once you get those, it's black coins. So, But each time they add the coins, they change up the level a little bit. Mm. So it's it's not the exact same level. Like they'll put different walls or barriers or platforms that kind of change up the level and coin placement, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, how do you die? Because I hear if you run at an enemy and don't press jump, you still jump over it. Uh, if you jump into them, uh, okay, you'll die, especially as little Mario or like falling down pits and stuff okay. like that. And you, I mean, so if you like, yeah, if you run at stuff, he just vaults over, but that doesn't do anything. If you like bounce mm-hmm. off of them, you get style points and then, uh, you know, they have a thing where you earn more coins by defeating more enemies so it's like now that my goombas are level three because i've defeated over 450 every time i jump off of one stylistically i get three coins instead of one Mm -hmm. so it's like that that's like the kind of stuff that helps you in toad rally by getting more coins and stuff against other people what is this toad rally uh toad rally is basically where you compete against people online but you're going up against like the ghost versions of levels they've run Mm -hmm. so essentially you basically try to do more style stuff, um, like uh, to get a star, like a, co- a star coin, mm-hmm. which allows you to get more coins. And basically, like as you do style stuff, Toads cheer for you. And uh, so once you're done, once the timer runs out, um, whoever collected the most coins and got most style points wins. It's almost like, okay. a, like and a, then you like steal their some of their Toads. It's almost like a Tony Hawk concept kind of like like uh if you, yeah you, you're doing like tricks. horse you're doing tricks to get okay like, you're running the same course but if you bounce off a wall grab a bunch of coins land on a whatever turtle into another turtle it's like almost like a, a combo meter kind yeah of. okay and, and you're gonna get more points slash applause mm-hmm. and fans or whatever mm-hmm. so it's almost like you know doing it more stylistically like you said you know yeah and then uh yeah. So I mean it's cool. Um I've seen a lot of people complaining that it's like you download the game and then have to pay $10, but I think that's awesome cuz it's like you download the free demo 
And then yeah, if you want to keep going, you pay for it. That's like, like the demos that were on Xbox 360, maybe, those indie titles, where yeah. you like download the demo and then just like, okay, if you want to buy it now, you just do, and then you just yeah. keep playing. At this point, yeah. you'd earned an achievement, and if you buy the game, you get to keep it. <laughs> yeah, they do that stuff. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, I mean, I'm glad it's not a game where I'm like, forced to pay a whole bunch of microtransactions just to get ahead in it. Does it feel like so, it was set up that way and they changed it? No. no. Okay. So it feels like they okay. Yeah. It this just feels like a game they built for you to buy and play against mm-hmm. people. And they just give you what the first three or four levels. Yeah. Are free. Yeah, when you download it, um so you play the first three levels and it goes to like the the cuz every every world is four levels. Oh, okay. So you go it's like castle airship, castle airship, castle Bowser. Right. Far, but... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it's um so you play like three levels in the boss stage. Okay. And uh, all the boss fights are the same dude except Bowser at the end. Right. But it, I mean, it's a really easy game to complete. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard to get all the coins. Right. So. Right. Okay. And then I guess going backwards in order of games that came out, still going through Final Fantasy. Yeah. 15. So I guess when I was on the show last two weeks ago, I said I was at the end and that I'd beat it by now. Well, I lied. <laughs> um, You've been busier or is it longer than you thought? No, I've just been doing side quests. Like, I don't want it to end. And I, I guess mm-hmm. it's because... So, 15... Like, I don't want to, like, spoil anything in story. Don't do that. But it just doesn't really have characters that I care about. Okay. Except the main four. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't really do a good job of, like... <clears throat> well, did you watch the this... movie and yeah. read the manga and... No. I ate the breakfast cereal. Check out the really Tumblr good. page. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's just like, you know, like the villain. Like mm-hmm. he's supposed to be like, like, he's this crazy dude and like all this kind of stuff's going on. But it's like, they haven't really, I haven't seen very much of him. So I'm not like invested in him. It's not like following Sephiroth right. through Final Fantasy VII. You're and just... getting this creepy, eerie sense about this dude only to like, you know, battle against him a couple of times. Like it's just this. They stuck the label of villain over him. So you're just supposed to know he's the bad guy. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a guy that. I mean, a lot of the end of this game screams Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. um, especially with the dude. I mean, the, it's like they're literally trying to make him Kefka, but Kefka's so much more of a you know on-screen character that you care about, right? Like I don't know, like it's like I really love the main four characters, but I really don't care about anyone else. In the game. <laughs> and so it's just kind of hard to like know that a game's about to end with with that. Yeah. You know, that, like, I don't really care about anyone else. I, uh, I beat Chapter 2. I'm on Chapter 3 now. Mm. And it's still not really grabbing me. Like, I don't know if it's going to pick up soon, because I feel like I'm still getting taught things. So, I mean, that's fine. It's just I play it for a little bit, and then I get bored, and then I put it down. And then a couple oh, days later, I play it for a little bit, then I get bored, I and I put it down. I think, is it 3 or 4 where you kind of get to the next section of the map? I think I think it's probably chapter three because I finally did some more things like all right we're gonna go way over here now let's yeah. go we have to go do take care of whatever just right. happened and then so. they give you some options of like suggestions yeah. for towns to go to yeah uh, chapter five is gonna be the turning point okay I felt that the the stuff I didn't like which would be like a slightly archaic feeling of some of the side quests and how it's laid out and how that's every single traveling game. right <laughs> once once you uh, Find out where it is. When you get chocobos, that mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. really? For the stuff okay. I didn't like. Okay. Uh, and it really improved my enjoyment of every the standard minute of that game. Well, mm-hmm. part of me playing, and I'm also kind of an idiot, I guess, because I, for the longest time I had no money. And I'm like trying to do these quests, I'm not getting any money. And I'm like, 
I'm trying to go to these side quests. It's like, it's going to take you five minutes to get there. Or you can fast travel for money. And I'm like, well, I don't have any money. So I sat there for five minutes while my dude drove the car. And then I realized, oh, I have all these treasures you don't do anything with. You can just go sell those. And now I have a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. I feel like a fucking idiot. But it's just like... A lot of the big things, too, is like... um, spending your ability points mm-hmm. to to like make combat way more fun right because the combat's kind of eh, until you start getting a lot of like even the simple ability of like jumping and pressing up and circle to dash attack at people okay. it completely changes right. how the combat so right now i'm just and, warp striking and then holding down circle for a while yeah and then maybe switching weapons if mine's not doing very much damage to the guy mm-hmm. and then that's kind of it but yeah i mean it's I'm, a, like I said, I'm very early on it's a game that feels uh pretty incomplete as far as like narrative and stuff like that but watch the movie or wait till the patch comes right it's well i'm already past that unfortunately. <laughs> a part of me also wants i don't know how long it's going to take them to fix the end of the game well, two years i think i'm saying no they're not Thir- <laughs> i mean chapter 13 really isn't as bad as the internet's making it out to be it's long mm-hmm. but it's not horrible right but i mean i do agree with what they're saying about how like these characters kind of just show up and all of a sudden they're of high importance. But again, that's what I mean. Like where it just doesn't do a very good job. It's like, why in chapter 13, you start seeing like all these people come in and it's like this person, this person, he's this person and this person. I'm like, okay, like why am I supposed to kill them or not? Why am I supposed to care? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, um, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a very enjoyable game. This is your first one. You said you playing Scott first Final Fantasy. I mean, you know, uh, I've tried some of the old ones. I, see, I didn't have a PlayStation until well into its life cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a Saturn. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was too busy playing Shining the Holy Ark and <laughs> Shining Force. Uh, and uh, and and I really didn't get into RPGs uh, Japanese until the Turbo Graphics, which was like well late into the NES life right. cycle. Um. And so I never really played the early ones, and then, you know, yeah, I just, I, I guess I never got around to it when I got a PlayStation, and, and by that point, I was just like, I don't know what the hell's going on, <laughs> you know. I, um, Why are all these guys <clears throat> have spiky hair and oversized swords? But it's, I've been exposed, I mean, like, I watched, a, you know, several hours of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, a uh, friend of the show, or friend of the store, uh, Hakan Borzanti, yeah. him and his brother, um, he's the younger brother of a good friend of mine. And they were big Final Fantasy guys, and they bought Final Fantasy VII when it first came out. And uh, they had, I don't know how many hours, but they were well into that game, and they were playing it together as brothers. Um, and had a memory card that had a huge portion of the save. And uh, somehow, I don't remember if it was Hawkins, someone, it got deleted. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope. Throw or everything maybe it was in the garbage can. I don't remember what it how was. How else am I supposed to save my NHL 97? <laughs> right. <laughs> or maybe, maybe they had delete its friends or something but i remember uh, I, I watched them a little while because they literally decided to play together and get back to where they were like overnight like wow and they did it we're like you know like a 18 20 hours yeah. you know whatever and i remember hanging out watching them so i mean i, I had a good idea that the games but just never really jumped into it and then heard such fun things about this one i was like oh i'll try it mm-hmm. um, i'm not playing anything right at this moment so um, it says right at the beginning for beginners and fans alike. Right. <laughs> so you're fine. And, and to tell you the truth, a big part of that was the combat system because uh, I don't know what it is. I used to enjoy turn-based, but maybe as I've had a family and maybe less time thinking about like you know 
60 80 hour rpgs where it's a lot of grinding turn base yeah um i just don't have it in me anymore so I, something about the, the the action combat i was like well yeah i do enjoy those uh hack and slash rpgs maybe i'll it's a little more gratifying immediately mm-hmm. so tried it out i really like it i mean i have a lot of problems with it um <laughs> story i could care less about like i don't know i could take it or leave it not interested in doing any extra exploring of the uh the lore um, but I love the style. I mean, I always like Jap- like Panzer Dragoon is one of my favorites. Something about like when Japanese companies or or artists go with the like realistic world with like these crazy out of element designs. Yeah. Like uh, with Panzer Dragoon, it's kind of like this these weird organic creatures that pulsate and um, and like you know driving around in Final Fantasy and uh, you're in you're in a modern car, but in the distance there's some crazy structure, you know, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. I go there. Right. I want to go there, you know. Mm-hmm. See that mountain in the distance? You can <laughs> you go there. <laughs> so it's really cool. I like it. Um, and yeah. I, I was telling Neil the other night that the thing I like the most is that sometimes when uh, Japanese games, um, the dialogue is kind of bad or whether it's lost in translation or it's just, you know, a cultural difference sometimes – it uh, doesn't gel with me or whatever. Or I'm not really into it. But something about the music that they have playing kind of makes it more tongue-in-cheek. Like, I love um, Deadly Premonition. Did you ever play that? Mm-hmm. Like, anytime they're having, like, weird dialogue discussions in a cafe, and it's got this, like, kind of comical music in the right. background, it really completely changes the tone. <laughs> and it just makes me smile the whole time. They're like, hmm, what recipe will I make tonight? <laughs> you know, and it's just playing this weird... Almost like the uh, Nintendo eShop music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That style really actually makes the game much more enjoyable <laughs> than if it was like very serious. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm enjoying that. Um, put it down uh-huh. for a little while, but I'm about to get back into it. So yeah. I'm not much here really right actually. Oh, okay. I'm like yeah. chapter five or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I want to get more into it now that we have a couple of weeks off of work and I get to stay in town. And well, plus I've been trying to go and uh, hit on a lot of things for Game of the Year next week, so I knew I wasn't going to beat this game in the two weeks I've had since I've been doing this. So I kind of put it down. Besides, maybe a thirty minutes here and there yeah. uh, to try other things. Anything else for you, Neil? Yeah. Also, uh, free PlayStation Plus game Stories: mm-hmm. Tales of Destinies. I've played that quite a bit. The hell is that? Um, so you shoot things. You got It's like a bird's eye view, like action game. I love that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool, and it's uh basically about the story of this fox who gets a book. Star Fox. Well, (laughs) yeah. Uh, he finds his book, and basically the book tells different stories. Ah, yes. So it's like you play five chapters, beat it a certain way, making different decisions. So choose your own adventure. I was thinking, yeah, cameo because that old thing is like storybook based. Yeah, and uh, so there's like 24 different possible endings in oh, this cool. game I've it's done very short three. yeah it's really short so you like can kind of run through and choose yeah. the alternate path every time and yeah that, was that on this month yes with invisible ink i don't even know if i did but um Better get on it we got like a week left yeah. yeah it's pretty cool i mean it's surprisingly better than what i thought it was gonna be like mm-hmm. it, i didn't even know what kind of game it was honestly right i just started playing it oh, and it was like pretty cool um you know, you get like four different swords that are each different elements. Each have a different power. Um, you just attack things, mm-hmm. make decisions in the story. Okay. Yeah. And you get run a platinum really quick. I believe so. Oh, it's not. I mean, it's not deep or anything like that, but it's, it's yeah. enjoyable. It's pretty graphic. It's just Who like made basic. that game. 
I don't know. Somebody. somebody. Uh, yeah. Knows? I mean, I actually bought it when it came out. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd heard uh, somebody that I follow that usually has good indie tastes that said, oh, I know some guys in this good game, so I picked it up, and it was fun. I don't think I went back and did more than one. I always meant to, but, you know, if we get wrapped up. I've just done, because there's, like, four main types of endings, each mm. with, like, six little stories inside of them. So I've done three of the main endings, like, getting the different, um, like, I don't know, there's, like, one where you get a stone, one where you get this, like, right. little uh, magic machine that follows you around, and one that's just, like, straight up, like, oh, you found out this dude was a traitor, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty interesting. Um, also... Uh, of course, Destiny. Scott and I have you been having say. some fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say that uh, there was something magical about doing that uh, Nightfall with three warlocks. And I didn't even realize everybody else was warlocks. And so oh, yeah, when, me when we were at the end and we were about to wipe and the death screen came up and we're like, oh man, all of a sudden Kyle popped his, his radiance <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> And came back to life and rescued us, and I was like, oh, Warlocks, I love Was that during Nexus? or? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the Nexus. Nexus, yeah. It was like the beginning of the week for the Nexus. Yeah, so they, they redid three strikes. Um, mm -hmm. Tanix, the Nexus, and... Um, now a different type of enemy pops up randomly. What's the... Uh, oh, Omnigool. And uh, the Omnigool I haven't fight, even tried the Omnigool. Dude, it's there. actually fun this time. So uh, in this time around, they closed... <laughs> this time. Yeah. I'm, I actually enjoy the Omnigool. Well, in this one, it's uh, they closed the warehouse doors off. Oh, you, you can't So hide. you have to stay in yeah, the battlefield. Yeah, they're really <laughs> taking away the she spots. Yeah. And so That's this funny. one, it's like after you do some damage, she disappears, and then a whole bunch of ads come. But, I mean, it is just intense the whole fucking time. My favorite thing about what Bungie is doing is that they used to try to, like... In uh, most of these, uh, for anyone who doesn't play Destiny, most of these high-level... Uh, missions you have to have three people and uh, you know it's very 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 intense and usually somebody very quickly in all these different missions finds a cheese spot like a mm -hmm. place to hide uh, where you can't get hit or some break in the geometry or whatever mm -hmm. and Mungie's uh, always been like okay well we're not going to patch that out we'll let you have it fair enough or whatever <laughs> but then, they, time, then they redo the, the strikes though where they like put a new makeup on put new enemies or whatever and they used to try to make the them changing the cheese spots like lore appropriate. Like, <laughs> oh, there's this new thing up there, like this new uh, turret that's part of this thing, and they're installed up there, or whatever. And so, if you hide them, it's gonna shoot you. <laughs> now they don't even care because there, there's like, this. Fuck you guys. There's this one. There's one strike where people used to. Uh, you ha you're supposed to jump down into this like uh, circular area, and people would stay way up high. And not jump down. Oh right. Yeah. And they would snipe and uh, and what they used to do is have enemies spawn up there to keep you from uh, yeah. one stand up there. But he wasn't that hard to take down if you knew what to do. Now literally, if you stay up there, they just teleport you. It was like teleporting in five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Guess we're not hiding up there anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so that kind of made me laugh. How's the uh, how's the winter update with the uh, sparrow racing and whatever you do at Christmas time? It's filler. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's. it's Fun filler. It's fun. They made a new uh, heroic strike playlist uh, with the strike scoring. Mm -hmm. So now they have now the Vanguard bounty dude has Crucible Va Vanguard and Vanguard Elite, Ooh. which are those strike bounties. So it's like getting different medals and stuff like oh, cool. that. Um, They've done a complete. lot of things to make it a little more varied and a lot more rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
See, at this point, I don't know. I've been playing a lot of shooters lately, and it's like, man, I kind of miss Destiny when I go back. But then I'm also like, well, Destiny 2 is going to come out next year, and since nothing will transfer forward, why? So. We don't know that specifically yet. Right? Yeah, you know, they may, it may, I'm fine with leaving everything behind. Me too. Uh, my, my number one concern is that I think problem Destiny has always had to keep it from going from really great or phenomenal to a small percentage to being mainstream great where everyone jumps on board is uh, their basic, what would you call, code. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they're working on a system that's so archaic right. and meant for older systems that like, I remember that article that came out uh, a while ago, maybe it was Kotaku or whatever, uh, that said that, like, to do, like, a simple change of, like, moving a box takes, like, an hour to download something, make the change, and an hour to upload. It's like, oh, wow. it's, it's like, that's why it's so mm -hmm. far between, Right, you know, yeah, and that's why Destiny 2 is no, and, like, and Destiny 2 is supposed game. to be, like, wiped from the beginning, and to where, like, they can uh, change things quickly and add things quickly as yeah. opposed to, like, taking a year to get like a small amount of content and no that's fine i have so, no problem with that i'm just yeah. saying it's hard for me to get motivated to want to get back into destiny oh, sure. when i know like i'm so far behind right and it's but not gonna not. matter in nine months anyway probably the what you should do this should be your only goal in destiny <laughs> and we can get you there quick mm -hmm. is not think about it as like i don't want to play long term for the rest of the year get in there there's so many ways to level up fast now. It used to be you had to do the raids to get the highlight yeah, level. Right. Then it used to be you can only do Iron Banner and raids to get the highlight level. Now, literally, it is just like just playing Crucible matches, every third Crucible match, you're going to get a, a, a very high drop. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, there's all kinds of bounties that you can turn in that are guaranteed to get yeah. you, you can legendary get armor that's five light levels above what you, you're wearing. Mm -hmm. So You can even get max light items in Archon Forge now. Yeah, like you I don't know you, what that is. We, just uh like Court of Orcs. We could power oh, okay. level you up to a good light level. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to get to four hundred. Yeah. Right. And your goal should be just to get high enough and get a decent enough uh, set of weapons and armor to where you get a least experienced King's Fall and the Wrath of the Machine. Which okay. are the two raids that you haven't played. Right, right. And right. once you do that, nothing nothing else yeah. nothing for you. For me, I'm, I still have a goal of getting every Grimoire card before <laughs> Destiny is over. How many? How many uh, are there? Oh, I don't know. I have five. Uh, Fifty-four hundred points, maybe. Okay. I have like five thousand fifty, so I don't yeah, even know uh, what I have. Really, all I have left is um, a couple small things and a bunch of Crucible stuff. Hmm. But the only thing that I really wouldn't be able to do. Is uh, make it to the the lighthouse, which is the Trials of Osiris intense hardcore multiplayer mode, where it's three on three and the oh, best of the best. Right. You can pay for it. You can pay for it. <laughs> but um, if I can get the other things unlocked, which is just stuff I would need to make time for, I could. Um, we have some friends that could carry me. Um, some guys we met that are like really really, really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> they go every week. So, oh, wow. but I wouldn't even bother them unless I was like. 100% ready to go. Yeah, like this is the last thing I need because if, right. if I don't even do the other things, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay. Sparrow Racing's a, fun, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we had a fun encounter in Sparrow Racing oh God, where, um, so we were playing one night and I just needed to get, you know, like top three finishes. Mm -hmm. And there was one where I was in fourth and Scott, of course, you know, 20 seconds in front of sec second place all the time in Sparrow <laughs> Racing. Um, he was just like, you know what, I'm just going to help you out. Like where once I get to the end, I'll just try to take out the other people. 
That way you just get in one of the top three spots. And so we were playing uh, the one on Mars, I think it was. Is that? I don't remember which one I think one it was, was Mars because it was after you go up those little, like the steps. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, right it was, at the, it was end. the old Mars one. Well, yeah. Scott just completely like. Turns 90 degrees. 90 degrees sideways. <laughs> And wait, because oh, if you look at the he little map on the side that shows the placement, you yeah. know, yeah, I'm like here, and then two, four, five, and six are all bunched up. Yeah, and I know Neil's somewhere in there, yeah. and I and I told him like every half race, tell me where you're at. Yeah, because if you're like six, I'm just gonna go and win this. Yeah, but if you're like fourth and you need to get top three finish, I'm gonna try to help you out. And so yeah, I get a little close to the pretty close to the finish line, turn 90 degrees, and wait for that bunch, that pack of racers. And um, yeah, well, <laughs> um, they run into you. Yeah, they all <laughs> ran into it, and I was this far from hitting him, like because I didn't know where he was, and so I'm just like was racing yeah. next to them, and all of a sudden, just 90 degree sparrow, you just see <laughs> boom, like just stop, knock out I, a bo- bowling pins going down. That was yeah. great, and you got it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. it. And it was awesome. I'm sure they hated it. Man, it was <laughs> it was so awesome, like just not knowing where he was and. Just all of a sudden, I come up over those stairs and just bam, like miss him by three inches. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, anything else for you this weekend? Uh, no, I think that's it. I mean, we played Rocket League also, mm-hmm. but yeah, Rocket so. League's great. Um, it's got to note. Usually, let the guests usually go first, but I, mean, I, I don't want to open the floodgates <laughs> just yet. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna go through mine real quick, no, and then I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go. Because uh, last week I talked about Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, um, how I started playing it, and I seemed pretty high on it, and that has turned exactly the other way to the point where I put it back on my shelf because I don't. When I when I play a Call of Duty game these days, I just ex- I just want to like mindlessly shoot things and expect big. Popcorn, movie, like set pieces and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And while that was there in the first part of the game I was playing, now you like, there are these points where it's almost like Mass Effect, where you become like the captain of the spaceship and you have to go to the bridge and then you have to choose like what planet and what I want to go to and do these side missions. And then there's way too much stealth now. And I can appreciate Call of Duty trying to mix things up and not just be like the four hour, let's just go run and shoot and blow shit up game campaign it has been. But that's what I come to expect in Call of Duty now, and the fact that they're not doing that is kind of off-putting to me. And I don't like stealth games, forced stealth games, and they're forcing me to play stealth, and I just want to run and shoot shit. I was going to say, too much stealth, any stealth in Call of Duty is too much stealth. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, and it's something like Titanfall. Well, they've, they've done it well before in missions. Yeah, like, I'm like, and, it's snowing. Well, like the ghillie suit in Call of Duty 4 was great, but that was yeah. just for that one thing. This right. is like, you get to this mission, and if you open fire, all these robots that you can't kill with human bullets will just destroy you, and then you have to start all over They again. don't have an EMP? No, not that I can find. Dumb. They were not prepared for this. Right. No, robot exactly. war. Um, I don't know what it is about 2016 and like shooting robots instead of humans, but like every fucking game shooting Jeez. robots instead of humans. <laughs> uh, so I might go back and try to finish it. I'm just again, I'm trying to jump around through a lot of stuff, and I got tired of dying over and over again. Or I just want to go play Call of Duty 4 in HD or Mega HD, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, it's cool they're trying new things, but wasn't feeling it. And instead, I put in Doom. Yeah, and I haven't played Doom since June, and Doom is so fucking awesome still. Yeah, like, oh my god, much better. It's like so fast paced, and it's not doing anything spectacular. 
like the mission structure is pretty simple the level design is pretty like straightforward but like it's so well, at least where i'm at um, it's like so fast paced and there's no you know health regen you have to kill somebody and like punch them in the fucking face to get your health back and so the, right the music's awesome and yeah i need to play some more of that before next week and finish it i don't know how far i am because i don't remember how far i was six months ago but it's like destroyed these like three beacon things and have to go kill some lady named olivia Oh, it's, it's, I beat it when it first came out. Uh, that's that's where I'm at. That's like that seems like that's like chapter five, chapter six. Yeah. Okay. I think it's that's probably a like halfway. Past halfway. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's a lot of fun. And <laughs> Sorry, why are you laughing? Just, just that game is so fun. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I and I've never played a Doom game before. This is like my first one because I wasn't <laughs> gonna play this because I'd never played any of the rest of them. What do I know? But I heard so many great things about it, so I picked it up. And yeah. Yeah, that game's great. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? We already talked about Final Fantasy 15. Oh yeah, so you know I play a lot of Hearthstone. I don't really talk about it on the show anymore because it's be redundant. But the current meta the game is in, it's just like aggro shaman, aggro shaman, aggro shaman, pirate warrior, and I got tired of that. So I decided to go flirt around a little bit, and I downloaded the Elder Scrolls Legends oh. open beta. Um, that's cool. Bethesda's digital card game. It's I guess oh. like the digital card game guru of this show. Uh, I figured I should try it out. And um, it's interesting. It's different. You know, Hearthstone, you have you against your opponent, seven minions max on the board, and you punch each other until someone blows up. In Elder Scrolls Legends, the board is divided into two lanes, Hmm. and it's max four minions per lane, and you can only attack minions in your lane. So there's like an extra layer of strategy there. Like, what lane do I want to put whatever minion in because, you know, you can't cross attack. And also, if you put them on, like, the right side, it's called the shadow lane, typically, and they automatically get stealth, which means you can't attack them with another minion for their first turn. So, there are cards... I'm so used to Hearthstone statting and, like, uh, and, you know, the how much something should cost for how much how big its body is. I'm like, this card seems really bad, but if you can place it in the shadow lane and have it definitely survive a turn... It can do quite well. Uh, there's also like a pretty extensive story mode that I've played for a few hours and I'm still not done with because I expect it to be like six little tutorial chapters. My mom like chapter 16 now <laughs> and I'm still going. And it's kind of like the single player adventures in Hearthstone where sometimes they change the rules of the of the game up so you have to think a little bit. Uh, another big difference between this and Hearthstone, it seems a little closer to Magic the gathering but still not because magic's so complicated you can't do that on a computer screen uh where you start at 30 life just like hearthstone but every time you lose five health you draw a card hmm. so i guess it's kind of like a catch-up mechanic yeah. and there are certain cards called prophecy cards where if you draw that card off of like you losing health you can play it immediately for free so when you're like beating down your opponent you kind of have to do a little math and see if you can beat him without him drawing a card because if you can draw a prophecy card and play it it can really fuck you up. Right. So it's Hearthstone has nothing besides secrets, which you can't trigger. It's only like an if-then statement of interacting during your opponent's turn, like Magic: The Gathering has. So that's pretty neat. Um, also, there there are more like keywords for cards in this game. Like it has guard, which is like taunt, and charge, which is like charge or haste. But this one has breakthrough which is like Trample and Magic, which there is no counterpart in Hearthstone, where if you attack a minion with a minion and kill it, any extra power you have will go through that and punch your opponent in the face. So um, that's kind of neat. So it's cool. It's it's real. I don't know if it's because it's in beta, but there's not a lot of um, like wow to it. 
like Hearthstone's really colorful and there's a lot of cool sound effects and like things are always happening and it like looks pretty and this one's very like dark and dull right and the cards like run into each other and sometimes they say stuff but it doesn't have that that juice that it's like no, a blizzard game does no wwe supercar <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh so like the aesthetic's kind of boring and i don't really it's just a black table it, like it black... is it is yeah and you can click on it and it makes some it makes it blue and some like rune symbols or something pop up um but like each deck i'm just using the ones they gave me have like two colors so it's kind of like magic in that way too where it's like this one strength and willpower i don't know what any of those fucking things mean i well, kind of strength <laughs> means you're strong right i can kind of tell like one of the decks they gave me is more of a tempo deck and one's more of a control deck and right now i'm digging the tempo deck more but i'm not really going in into trying to deck build right now i'm just using the ones they give me um one other cool thing that this one does is when you have a card it's kind of shitty it's like a four mana three three that's bad but once you level up, you can level up your card too, and it'll change. It's like, do you want a four mana three six with taunt or guard in this game, or do you want it to be a four mana six three with breakthrough? So you can like change the card how you want it to have it affect your like deck or whatever. So I thought that was kind of neat that the and like the art changes too. Like one of them's like a pirate or something. It's like a young kid, and then when it levels up, it's like a man, like, like a red guard pirate. Yeah, or? no, it's a white dude. So. Oh. Nord or something. So this is just Elder Scrolls things. Like yeah. It doesn't have like Fallout. No, no, yeah, it's just Elder Scrolls. When you pick your like avatar, you can choose like all of the Elder Scrolls races and it affects like what cards you'll unlock faster. Like if you're an elf, you'll get magic cards obviously sooner. Or, uh, I picked, uh, I don't know, one that's basically a paladin. I don't remember what it is. Nord maybe or whatever the white dude is. Yeah, I was about to say white guy. Yeah, white guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's okay. It just the more I play it, the more I just kind of want to go back to Hearthstone. <laughs> Can you be like a shopkeep and fight people with like bad deals? And I stuff? wish that'd be, funny, that'd be more interesting. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go after this. And the two lane mechanics kind of cool, but it could just be because I have like 500 hours in Hearthstone that I just obviously want to compare to that or play well, that. It's different. Right. It's just tired of fighting fucking pirate warriors and aggro shamans <laughs> that I'm gonna go try something different. But I know once I get further into, like, past the tutorials and start playing other people, then there's, like, a whole other metagame I don't want to follow and keep up with. So this is fun. Someone's phone is going off real bad. Disney. Um, <laughs> so I'll, 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 you know, I'll play this a little bit. But it's like you're winning your committed relationship, but things aren't the best. And you kind of want to see what else is out there. So and then you realize you, what you had was the best all along. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I married my husband. <laughs> so. And then um, jump back into Heroes of the Storm. I haven't played that in a while. New maps. Those are weird. I don't know. Not much else to say. And then Dead Rising 2. I'm still playing through. And that game still seems really easy right now. Does it get harder? No. Okay. I don't think so. Like, because Dead Rising 1, I think I talked Ooh, about this last week. Don't play Dead Rising 4 yeah. if you think Dead Rising 2 <laughs> is too easy. Dead Rising 4, you're fighting... I mean, Dead Rising 1, you're fighting with the game more than anything else. Yeah. And this one, it's just everything works, so it seems really easy. Right. Once the AI of the survivors is actually capable, because that was yeah. the hardest <laughs> thing about the first game. They clear out paths for you, and too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just give them any gun, because why would you use a gun? And right. They don't run out of ammo. I noticed that. Or I have a shotgun, I'll use and it until there's one shot left, and give it to, and the give it to them, and they can keep using it. Yeah. And their stuff doesn't um, break. Nope. Yeah. So, or use, yeah, use something until it's about to break, give it to them. Yeah. It'd be funny out. if you could give them stuff that was almost broken or had one bullet, and then took it back, and it was, like, repaired and fully, <laughs> fully loaded. And I'm collecting, like, all the different, like, 
recipe cards, but I don't I just use them like my nail bat. Sure. Fine. Use what works. Yeah. You don't need every item in that game. I just feel like I want to be playing that game with more variety, but then I think about the end of Dead Rising 1 where I just use the chainsaws for like the final oh. like five hours of Dude, that game. I, I get to those double chainsaws within the first hour, yeah. and then that's the next 20. What's like the chainsaw book combo in 2? Is there Nothing. one? Okay. Yeah. So I actually have to try yeah. <laughs> this game. Okay. So that's pretty much it for me. All right, Scott. Oh, opening the floodgates okay. to you. <laughs> Where do we begin? Well, I'm gonna. You're usually our indie expert because we only play the best of the best <laughs> and these small titles. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're usually our indie expert. What are what are we missing this year? Well, I was gonna say uh, we already talked about it a little bit, but when you were talking about playing the Elder Scrolls card ga- card game and how you kind of just wanted to be playing uh, Hearthstone mm-hmm. instead, uh, I did download a Mario Run. <laughs> And I uh, was like, oh, this is pretty good. Deleted it and mm. downloaded it. Redownloaded Rayman Jungle, <laughs> Jungle Run because it's far yeah. superior. It is. As far as okay. a runner. Right. Um, I, I liked it, but I was like, uh, it also hurt that I was uh, in Covington when I first pulled my phone out to actually play it. And uh, I'd heard that you had to be connected to the internet. That's a bad thing. And uh, it was there was barely any service out there, so when you first load up, I guess it's trying to contact servers or whatever to verify you're online. And I'm watching the Mario percentage go up, and I'm like, five minutes later, I'm at twenty three percent. Yeah, that's when I deleted it. So, yeah. um, but take that out. It's actually a competent runner, but um, but I really didn't play that much. But um, other than the usuals, Destiny, Rocket League, stuff like that, and we talked about Final Fantasy uh, fifteen. I uh, pre-ordered. On the Xbox. Don't do that. Ukulele. Okay. Because if you pre-order, you get the, the toy, toy box. box. Yeah. Mm. What's this? Does um, it come with a base and some figures? When they did... <laughs> <laughs> when you... Um, well, they did it for Kickstarter, the original Kickstarter people. Basically, they were like, okay, well, we're going to make a sandbox for you to play and test out the mechanics. Oh, okay. So it's like a kind of a... It, it's, kind of like a beta? Yeah, it's just... It's basically a world. Yeah. It's a okay. world that doesn't have any, like, theme. So it's not like desert world. It's just... A floating island mm-hmm. that's a bunch of boxes and it does have some trees and stuff like that and they basically give you uh collect 100 feathers and to find the feathers you kind of got to go off in these sections on this island and it kind of gives you a taste of what kind of variety they can give you mm-hmm. um like there's one part you know this is a banjo uh, mario 64 style game that doesn't get really get made these days anymore and um, so usually it's a uh, you know kind of above the head of their three character running around, but you go to one section and it completely flips to like an overhead uh, viewpoint, and it becomes a puzzle game. So you're trying to move boxes around and hmm. find hidden feathers. And one section you're going down this giant slide and you have to maneuver to find secrets. But it it's really cool. It's basically Banjo Kazooie, um, but I'm I'm super ex- excited for it. It was really fun. It took me about 45 minutes to beat. Okay. That. What is that? Uh, April, I think we talked. Yeah, about I think April they just 11. decided. Yeah. yeah. So I knew I was going to pick it up, but I saw they just put it up on the Xbox and my PC is. It's a bad I, date. I have, I have a laptop that just can't do anything anymore. So it's the week after Persona Five comes right. out. So <laughs> <laughs> be done with Persona by then. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. I really enjoyed uh, the demo. Um, yeah, really, I'm in between games right now. I was doing Final Fantasy and then Race. Sparrow Racing League came out, and that kind of went into that hardcore. And then I was just kind of getting burned out on, on racing that uh, actually was going to start Final Fantasy back up again last night. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, ah, 
I have about an hour. I'm just do Rocket League. So just <laughs> Rocket League. Uh, um, other than that, uh, I haven't done it in the past couple of weeks, but I've been uh, playing the PlayStation VR. Okay. As much as I can. Yeah. The, you have children running around. Have you yeah, so, kicked anybody yet? I don't know uh, <laughs> if any of the, the youngins out there know of a band called Porno for Pyros. Uh, yeah, they have a, a song rock band. Right. Uh, but they had they had a song in the 90s on their album that was called Cursed Male. And the lyrics were pretty juvenile and stupid, but I liked them. And basically, <laughs> it was saying, all the guys that really have the money are too old to have a good time with it. And that's the curse of fanhood. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Too old to turn the women on. <laughs> too old to have a fast car and drive. Those are the <laughs> lyrics. But uh, And I thought of that with the PSVR because... I can't leave it hooked up. Right. I don't have an extra room to have like a dedicated VR space. Mm-hmm. I also don't play games unless it's with my kids. So I don't play my games right. until everyone's asleep. Um, my wife's not a gamer. Um, so that's stuff I do on my own time. So I basically have to pull it out and set it up every time. That and sounds then terrible. I'm also with my wife being the, uh, the, the breadwinner of the family. <laughs> I stay home with my kids. I also am in charge of dealing with them at night. Right. I have a five and a half and a two and a half year old, which anything can happen any night, as as uh, Neil knows very well from <laughs> me making an entire raid team on Destiny wait <laughs> thirty minutes while I go deal with the, a screaming kid. Uh, so to be completely immersed like with the headphones mm-hmm. it's just like every five minutes i'm like i gotta pop my ear out like is anyone and it just yeah it gets stressful actually no i can imagine but there have been several times where one of them's in with the grandparents and mm-hmm. so you know i've had maybe like four or five like long night sessions okay and um stuck in a few here and there and uh i love it man it's is great this, is this the only of like the big three yes. that you've used i okay. you, i tried the oculus before it, it was commercially released mm-hmm. at that E3 that we went to, whatever oh, wow. it was. Like, 2013? Yeah. yeah. And they didn't even have it out with big... It was like only at the uh, indie section. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch mm-hmm. of indie developers. Indie mega booth. And it was yeah. it was the pre-Crystal Cove one. And so oh, it was like it was super like low res. Yeah. yeah. So I have, I'm, I wouldn't even compare that to yeah. the modern release. And so there's no you know room scale stuff, and yeah. the, the moves are obviously do not have the fidelity to compare, mm-hmm. uh, and and the price point you know is probably accurate for these systems you know like what you're gonna invest in them, uh, but for what I have and not having tasted the, uh, <laughs> the sweet nectar of the uh, big boys, uh, it's great. Yeah. It, 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 the the problem with the PSVR is that they don't do it is easy to set up. But they don't do a great job at telling you how to maximize your experience. Mm. Uh, there's some stuff you need to do when you set it up. And if you're not the kind of person to tinker with your options, you might think what you're doing is the normal experience, and it's not. I remember the first time I played it, uh, I knew I was expecting the resolution not to be great, mm-hmm. right? I, I, and especially compared to the other systems. But I was like, it's just so blurry. Like, there's something about it just like it's kind of is killing it for me. And so, you know, I went to Reddit, went online, did some research, and found there's these all kinds of options that they don't make you touch. They're just oh, that's it, good. they're in the main system setting, right? They kind of do a brief like, oh, try this far Here's away. Here's things you need to fix if you put, want to. Put your face in the camera in this spot. <laughs> make sure it's like your head's in the square here, here, and here. 
that stuff. But there's one thing that was really important, which was um, I forget what it's called, and I'm sure the other systems have something similar, which is your distance between your pupils. Yeah. Um, and that's like in the menu, and they don't they try to get you to track it by if you if you choose that option, they get you to do like this little setup, and it it's not very good. They don't have it physically on the hardware itself. No. Oh, cause see on the Vive, there's a knob I turn. Yeah, and no. It it's, you do thing. it. You do it through the software. Weird. Okay. And so, uh, but it it was night and day difference. Yeah. And the yeah, thing was, even doing the auto version that they have set up for you, and they don't even give you a manual slider uh, to do it. You have to do this like, you know, get out of get out of your headset, look at the camera. It'll, it'll you tell know, you how far your uh, are. Take this picture, make sure you're exactly in this frame, and <laughs> get in that frame when you're like looking at your camera and your TV. Seems more like a chore than in right. But then someone, of course, online said, you know, if you don't do any of the auto setup with the picture, if you just uh, right when they say take a picture, if you don't do anything but click your D-pad, it actually mm -hmm. manually moves. Uh, and it, and, and okay. if you just click it three times to the left and fourteen times to the right, <laughs> it sets your eyes at twenty-seven. Yeah. Which is a measurement or whatever, right. the D, or the default is like thirty-four or something like that, and uh, so basically, I just manually did that each and every up until I put it on. I was like, "This is the best it's looked," <laughs> and it's <laughs> so roll with it. Once yeah. I got it one time, I never had to do it again. But like, I mean, that took hours to get to. <laughs> so I'm like, well, sucks for anyone who's uh, think they're out of that that kind of money. Right. I think this thing just isn't very good. Mm -hmm. Luckily, um, no one is having that experience because you can't actually go and buy one of these things. Well, everyone online, like, it's kind of nice because, you know, you go online, you go to the Reddit for Destiny, you go No Man's Sky, it's poison. Yeah. yeah. You're right, like, it, it's, well, you know, certain games like Destiny, it's, it's waves, like, when something new comes out, it's, like, pure love. Mm -hmm. And, like, People, oh my god, it's so exciting! And then two weeks later, I hate this yeah, game. There's nothing know? to do. But I'm still going to come here every day hours. on this board and talk about how I played every day and hate it. Uh, it's pretty nice though, man. You go to the PSVR like main subreddit that kind of caught on, and it's it reminds me of Vita, where it's like a small group of people bought this thing and love it and buy everything. So everyone's helping each other. Everyone's helping each other. Everyone's like suggesting things. Kind of. uh, it's what's really the, nice. And what's the subreddit again? I need to go mess that up. It's just PSVR. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and like I, I tried I bought a, tried and bought a bunch of games that I wouldn't have done that mm -hmm. I had passed on that people said, no, if you like these kind of games, try it because the reviews weren't that great, but it's great. Is there anything so, that's like made you nauseous? from? Yeah, uh, a couple. Um, there's a game I really like called What Lies Beneath, which is kind of like a... Um, Kind of walking simulator horror. Mm -hmm. um, not much you doing it other than walking. There's some escaping and stuff like that. And you used your controller to actually move, but you you know to look, look around, your, right? And they do. I'm sure this is in a lot of games where like to look sideways, they kind of default to where you don't just turn left or swivel left. You actually like kind of move in increments. So is it not? I guess that causes motion sickness when you have a quick, swift movement of the camera. Right. Um, you can actually put it to free movement, but they suggest you know you try not, this yeah. until you know you're okay with it. And uh, I moved it directly to free movement, and I did find after like 15 minutes, I was like, I just I, I didn't feel like it was gonna throw up, but I got a little sweaty. <laughs> like I felt like something's it's, wrong. It's definitely some adjusting. Like when yeah. we played Windland, Windlands for the first time, like. You start moving, it's free movement, and like your brain is so confused. Right. And then when you like try to swing, and then you fall, and you're falling, and you're just like, "Oh God, I need to grab onto something." And <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. 
actually, uh, I have Windlands too, and that is that was that's a great game. That mm. I think you have you heard of this? Which one, one is that? This one you would play because did you like no, uh, no. did you like Jumping Flash? Yeah, this is Jumping Flash oh. as a platformer. So I'm gonna be very much. <laughs> are you no, are you playing with the move controllers? Is that yes. an option? Oh yeah, because I'm playing the Vive controller where yeah. you like literally spider right, right. around. Oh, um, I remember that one. Yeah, I do remember that. That's one. like one of they, the games I wanted Sony to bring back for VR. <laughs> I did Jumping the, Flash. The first <laughs> jump I did in that one did throw me for a loop. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I found myself not really having a problem after. Are you sitting playing it or standing? Uh, so far, just I've only played it one session. I've only played <clears> maybe like thirty minutes or so, uh -huh. and I was sitting. Here's what okay. you need to do. I've heard some people say if you're if you are getting sick with some of the moving ones, yeah. stand. I we I, I only stand when I play because yeah. most of my five games I have are like more movement games. Right. So right. I was curious if there's a difference. I yeah. think you'd be able to get more VR time if you just set something up in the bathroom and then just turn the shower <laughs> on and just you know tell Rachel, hey, I'm uh, going to take a shower. Um, <laughs> I actually literally thought we have a garage. It's pretty loaded with stuff, but there is throw it all away because uh, <laughs> we don't park our cars in there. It's, it's kind of a, an extra room. Ooh, yeah, um, but I was thinking of like because you don't even need a TV. No. And I was thinking about buying a pro down the like down the road and just setting it up in there and have. Uh, <laughs> Do you have enough attic space? VR always set up there, but the kids wouldn't even know it's a game system because it, it would be off to the side. There's no TV. And you just need the camera. They, they don't know what that get stuff a, is. Get a Bowflex and just put the, <laughs> put the helmet on top of it, and then you'll have to like lower it down with your arms. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, it really is great. I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I definitely feel like a different feeling in some of those experiences that I haven't felt since I was a kid. Yeah. And that's kind of a novelty, like, for me, because as you get older, uh, <laughs> which, you know, I am approaching 40, yay, um, you are, you, there are several, like, uh, you know, like, I wouldn't say desperate clings for youth, but, you know, you find yourself thinking about things that made you happy and, like, oh, what's the equivalent, you know, or whatever, and, and it's just, you can't recapture Mm -hmm. the magic of, of growing up in childhood <laughs> and this is probably the closest i've gotten so i think for me it definitely hit me pretty like this is great yeah i, I don't I, I don't you know know how this is going to work as far as adoption and continuation and like it's a high price point it is a high price point and obviously the stuff if it can thrive long enough on what it is stuff could be easily to do in the future as yeah. technology gets smaller mm -hmm. um and breakthroughs happen um but even if this is just a hiccup in time it's well worth the money i spent yeah I, the psvr is the one i haven't really had too much hands-on time with besides at e3 yeah. this year because i have a vibe and we have a rift in the office so i've played both of those considerably because a lot of people were asking me when psvr VR came out you know if it was worth it and i was like i don't know and plus i'm not really the person to ask because i have right. a, you know i guess subjectively the best one, you know, that I use with the Vive. Right. But it sounds like, and what I told people, like, if, if this is your only option, it's totally fine, right. especially for four or $500. Because you can buy a PS4 and a PSVR for the same price I paid just for my headset, right. you know? Um, so that, that that's cool that you're enjoying it. And it, it is always hard to describe VR to people until they can put it, can put it on their face. Right. And the games are really simple, and some of them aren't very good, but because you're playing them in VR... Yeah, it like it makes it so much better. Oh, yeah, exactly. that was like um, last time I played it at Mike's house. I remember telling them he was showing me like some demos and stuff, and I was like, 
man, I really wish games like Mario 64 were in this, just having like this 3D thing. And so he just all of a sudden was like, well, play this game called Lucky Tail. And so I started playing Lucky Tail, and it was like, yeah, dude, I could play every platformer that way. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing, if you're going to try a PSVR, is, is something that, think, again, to the subreddit, is free, and it's short, and they need to make a whole game. Did y'all ever play Playroom? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So when the PS4 came out, they had this free thing, Playroom, that was supposed to kind of use the, the camera uh, for some <laughs> VR stuff. And it actually had some fun stuff on it, at least for me, because my kids played it. Like, yeah. Oh, there's this thing where the robot, you know, you have the picture of you sitting in your living room, and it puts all these little tiny robots running around the floor, and my daughter, you know, they climb on you, and if you kick them, they get smashed against yeah. the, the screen and stuff like that. And she, you know, just, I've probably gotten babysitting you know, like, <laughs> galore out of that. Like, I'll play the playroom, and I'll, you know, I'm going to do some stuff. <laughs> and an hour later, there she is playing with it. But um, those little robots, they have a playroom VR that's free. Mm. And it's just an update to the playroom. Yeah. You know, puts it in the VR setting. And then build all these new things around it. But there's one mini game in the playroom VR that is basically Mario with the robots. And across the board... The interwebs, Reddit, <laughs> think it's like one of the best things on that system, and people are begging for it to be made into a full game because it's like you're, you're this giant looking over this little landscape, yeah, and you're controlling yeah. the characters, and it's, they like, and it's really clever because it's using the motion and in, in the three D, in it in this very short demo, which literally takes fifteen minutes to go through. Uh, they keep adding things that kind of blows your mind, you know. You, forget that you're in the space and you're doing more than just moving your head in it. Yeah. Uh, you start using parts of your controller and your arm as the platformer. And so it's, it's just, it's something you should try. It's really good. And if they would do games like that, I would be stoked. Yeah. yeah it's great. That's how Lucky Tales was. Yeah. It's, I haven't just played like, Lucky Tales, it's like yeah. you're a giant just like yeah. looking down over the world, but controlling the fox running but around. It, but if I play that, game it actually had some good mechanics it would be mm -hmm. like oh this is a good platformer but yeah it blew my mind in vr yeah which is pretty much the mo of vr <laughs> I, I assume you play job simulator that's always like the top i, I of played the demo oh, okay the demo that's and, like always the top selling one for like the past two months on PSVR. right and it it's seemed like, fun but i was you know looking for more substantial substa well i guess so like yeah i definitely was in a different mindset like i really want uh the Quit talking, nobody explodes or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, uh, I'm not ready to bring this out for people to play with. Like, you know, the only people that would play that with me would be like Christmas. Yeah. And I'm not gonna let my nephew touch this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, playing that in VR is because uh, I had it. And I played it yeah. on in, on PC, like on my laptop, right. and then VR. I mean, same experience. If basically, I was, if, if I was in a different, like, I don't have a lot of friends to come over to play VR. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but um, well, it's like, a really isolating experience. Yeah. You tried Craigslist. <laughs> I did play some Xbox games in it. But. Just saying, you could probably put an ad. Well, put it, need put it VR out. friends need to VR come friends. over on Christmas <laughs> Day. <laughs> um, but really, my three favorite uh, would be like the super uh, surreal ones, like a Thumper, mm -hmm. uh, Super Hypercube, and uh, Res. Res. Yeah. Res. Yeah. Those I are the three that blew my mind. Oh, and you Valkyrie blew my mind, but uh as far as like i didn't really play much of it to get like how deep it is as a game yeah but that first time you're flying through like an yeah. asteroid like a hole yeah. inside an asteroid and you go through it and you you know you kind of figure the controls out and you're doing like a loop-de-loop -loop, and i'm like Whoa. 
This is the future of <laughs> video games. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's 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 been pretty awesome. And um, it's Res just, Infinite, by the way, is fantastic. That's right here. Uh, Res Regular. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like I played that game so many times, but when you just like go from that image on the screen to like I'm looking down and there's a chasm below me. Can you still do like the the trans vibrator? <laughs> like while in VR, I'm sure you. Well, can. the way the 360 did it was just the other controllers. You placed them in like certain spots on your body. Yeah, that's or in your and it was so Ooh. great. Yeah. The biggest problem that this will face, see, Vive, I don't know, Vive is a little different because with Steam, you can just put whatever the fuck you want up there, and it's like the Wild West of what's good and what's an overpriced right. like tech demo. At least with it being on a console, it's a little more cultured and curated. But it's mm-hmm. like Steven mentioned, you can't find these things anywhere because I don't know if Sony's not making them or they're trying to pull a Nintendo mm. and like constrain supply. But it's like if you don't have the user base in there. And it means most of the games are way too expensive for what they are, right. so that's going to turn people off. And then the developers aren't getting back what they need to keep developing, so they're going to quit developing games for the things so when they finally are available. No one's going to buy it because there's no games, and it's just like a spinning cycle right. of, of failure. And I don't know what they can do to fix that with it has such a high entry point, and then this seems like to be the height, the height of people's interests, and they can't fill yeah. demand since right. launch. I've Two or three times a week, been to different retailers. Just and I do this every week. I just yeah. go to different places. <clears throat> I've actually never seen a PSVR in a store. Yeah. Uh, after a launch, and mm-hmm. we've only at Gameware, we've only had the one shipment. Right. Um, so I don't know if they are still shipping them out. Maybe they're just going so fast, and I'm not seeing them. But I know we haven't gotten any. Because so. that marketing firm or whatever they do, who project numbers like lowered it dramatically from like two and a half million sold by the end of the year to 750,000 expected or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not lack of demand. Right. They're exactly. just not sitting on the shelves. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully maybe they ran out of uh, like the <laughs> VR. They, they've got to dig up more VR plutonium. To more I, I know, I know Sony has kind of like uh, rewritten their own history with how amazingly successful the PS4 is. But all this does is remind me is that other than the PS4, they're not used to selling. Like, right. Like they're all their like side ideas never take off. No, yeah, they're like they're side and ideas. the PS <laughs> right. Well, and the PS3 ended up being big, sure. but it didn't start no on fire. PS2 uh, did, and sure. so like I, I think like the fact that PS4 is so dominant now and the Sony name is like completely erase their kind of sour. Uh, performances or whatever uh i just i think they're probably just botching it i think they probably just didn't know what to do with, uh, <laughs> everyone loves this we don't well, how what Wait, but we were we, expecting uh, it to be the next move we only have uh <laughs> we only have so much black plastic so technically, <laughs> technically it is the next move like yeah <laughs> well yeah yeah i mean the vita the, yeah it's just like they're killing it with ps4 but i don't know if they just what if you know. could take your PS Vita and put it in a cheaper headset <laughs> and walk around wherever you want to go and have VR on the go? No, yes. No, we're not doing that. No. Kind of heavy, but Because yes. I've also used Samsung Gear, the Gear VR, the phone one. That's not mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. But that is, I've said it before, it's like VR from a crane machine yeah. or something. Like, I got one, it at the dollar store. I have my Google Daydream. I got it in, but I haven't put my phone in it yet to see if see, it's worth anything. VR will exist... It's just a matter of, like, in the future, will it take off in the form it's in, or will it just be incorporated? I mean, because if you think about it, you could say 
with the Wii motion controls seem like the future, and then the connect and move, and it just kind of almost has a negative connotation these days. Right. But at the same time, VR is motion controls inside of Headspace, so it just feels it's, like that stuff was rolled up and incorporated it's so weird into VR. There, you would need motion controls to make VR work, and so those two things though are they're 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 going for such different audiences because motion control well, yeah. is 100 million Wii's because right. your grandma plays it. Right. And yeah, grandma can play VR and I've seen videos of grandma playing VR, right. but grandma's not buying VR. But the second VR is in a pair of glasses or something lightweight or whatever, it will be going for everybody. That's the goal for right, any right, that's the goal. Right, right, right. consumer electronics. Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying... How long yeah. and will it ever get yeah. that far? PS5 right. will pull an Xbox well, One where so, it requires yeah. PSVR to turn on. <laughs> it might right. it might take a generation of gamers becoming geriatric before yeah. grandma plays right. VR because I don't actually grandmas are playing VR. Grandma. I know they are. No, I I said literally I've <laughs> yeah, seen yeah, videos yeah. of that, yeah, but yeah. they're not going to Walmart and saying, "Yeah, I want give that. me that VR." No, they had that one heart attack, and that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but as we get older, hopefully, we will get old enough to become. I'm 65 now, and I would like. The new VR, please, because I'm going to walk around I mean, the 80s gonna, arcade in my VR. They're going to be the ones to figure it out because people who are that age now right, aren't working on this to figure it out. You know. By the way, have you played the Kitchen Demo? Do they have that on the other two? Which one? That's the, the – uh, the, was it Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 7? Uh, teaser the, it was The Kitchen. It's oh, called right. The Kitchen. No, I don't think that's on by it's, – It's just a demo, and you, you can only play it on the demo disc. They don't have it as a separate download. Uh I played that. That's that's one of the ones where you see a lot of people making friends play it or moms play it oh, yeah. right, on YouTube. Right. Try this kitchen thing. Well, because you you wake up in a kitchen in this like it looks like like the kitchen in Goonies, like you know it looks like it hadn't been touched and you know, there's <laughs> buckets and stuff all over the floor. It's just a rundown kitchen. You have one hour to make Christmas dinner. The well, relatives no, are here. But this <laughs> you definitely see is a demo because basically you're you're chained to a chair. In the yeah. middle of this yeah. kitchen, and there's a mm. dude on the floor bleeding out from a gunshot. Whoa! And you know, you see your move, your PlayStation Move or your your DualShock uh, controller up, and you're you're looking in the VR, and you, you, all you see are two hands that are handcuffed, oh. and you can't move from the chair. And all of a sudden, the guy on the floor starts stirring, and he's like, "Oh, they're coming back. We got to get out of here." And he's trying to like, and he gets this knife, and he's like. I'm going to cut your, your arms off. Oh, actually, you're, you're, you're <laughs> roped, actually. You're not handcuffed. Okay. You're roped. Uh, it's like, oh, we got to get out of here. You know, she's going to come back or whatever. And just this character getting up in your face while he's bleeding, mm-hmm. and he has a knife, and he starts cutting towards you. Oh, yeah. Even that made me Feels like, made me like, like Watch out, my bro. brain is definitely having a trouble here. Yeah. yeah. Discerning reality from like whatever, because it's obviously not a real knife, but my body... It's like naturally nope. you want it to move back, and I was like, I'm, my heart rate's getting up a little bit, <laughs> and and as you know, he's like blocking your view because he's in front of you trying to cut your rope. You know, you hear something, and if you, you know, in VR you can move your head. You know, like you can you stand, stand up? Not well. well you can. But yeah, not I didn't game. even try it. I didn't. Even, <laughs> but uh, I, I moved my head over his shoulder, and I, yeah, you see this like rudge-looking thing coming, thing yeah. coming <laughs> like a, a female. It's the in-law. And it disappears, and, and like literally I was like, why did I play this? <laughs> and I was like, and the funniest thing was this was like the second thing I played when I got my VR, uh, PSVR, and I still 
because you can't see. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know how to turn this thing off if I want to start it off. <laughs> just rip the head yeah, off. Yeah, throw, throw it in the fireplace. <laughs> well, I'm going to do that. I spent so much money. But uh, I'm like, I'm going to ride this out. And so uh, this thing, you know, jumps on the guy and, like, I can't remember, like, bites it or something like that. And then takes the knife and, is, you know, demon faced and all up in your grill. Does it cut its own tongue and, like, off? Drooling and stuff like <laughs> that. And and I'm like, she's going to stab me. She's going to stab me. And when she stabbed me, my my stomach locked up. Oh, man. I kind of bounced back. <laughs> and my stomach felt, like, cold in a very small spot. Like, <laughs> it thought it got stabbed. Did you for, start like, bleeding out of your mouth? <laughs> just like a millisecond. Yeah. Like, and I knew the whole time I was like, it's not, re- you know, it's stupid. You it's take just... the headset off and there's a knife in your gut. And for a second, no! like, my, my, uh, my heart rate exploded, <laughs> adrenaline burst, and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, I could, I could do a whole amnesia horror game. But I would probably be able to handle like twenty minutes at a time. So <laughs> I, I, would, play, I would go um, all the way well, through. Well, Resident Evil Seven comes is, out in a month, and it like, uses the whole thing as a VR if you yeah. want it. And I'm going to do that. I just want to play a really in, uh, years to play. <laughs> intense game of chess. Like, oh man! Like with the buzzer thing, I think that'd be <laughs> get my heart racing. Like I'm I'm in New York, I'm in that park with all yeah. the old people, and like it's a really good chess player playing against me, and I got it. And someone comes up and stabs you. Yeah, that, that's just like New York. <laughs> but I'm. I, isn't that kitchen demo a Resident Evil Seven like teaser? Demo? It was. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, two years it, ago it, it was. Out, it was trying to be like the PT. Uh, I don't know. I think oh. this game was in development. Or just even I think, that, but yeah, I think it became Resident Evil Seven. I don't think when this oh. developer started making this game that it was it was Resident Evil Seven. I think they're time. trying to market it as a PT thing, but I hear it's oh, okay. not. I, I don't know if you you know the weekly round the podcast. They all <laughs> just it sounds like everybody right. just went to a preview event, right? right. And so far, the three or four people that we all tend to listen to all seem to be impressed hmm. and saying it's doing some things that are different. I've never played a Resident Evil game, but maybe I'll play this one and on my TV. Well, this would be well. very not representative of Resident Evil as a franchise, Perfect. but you could say the same thing about Resident Evil 4 when it came right. out. Right. This, to me, is the... It's it, it this really, again. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing that happened in 2000. It's for new players and fans or, alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say... You you wouldn't even know this was a Resident Evil game unless it said it on the box. Oh yeah, most likely. Mm-hmm. Unless characters show up, no, I don't think. So. Which I don't think. Be at the very end, I, like the, it's it was over, Wesker all along, and then Wesker shows up in the car. He's gonna drag race you at the end. I don't think so. Yeah, I'd be just intrigued <laughs> with this if it was or wasn't Resident Evil. I, I like Resident Evil, but it's not necessarily the, the story or the. There's character. a house, you know. We got a house in this game. <laughs> I just so. like I like horror games and I like puzzle games. Yeah, like, it does, yeah exactly. Yeah. I like games that kind of stressed me out. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyways, cool. thumbs up PSVR yeah. for me. All right. If you want to um, pop your non-PSVR cherry, you, I can plug you into the vibe when we're done with this. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It's no. a very adult no, you podcast. Want, you want to. Do they have a PSVR bath I could do? Mm, <laughs> Just okay. a whole bunch of VR headsets. <laughs> uh, I guess we will move on to news. There's not a whole lot of news because I don't think anyone is still in their office anymore to have news. But mm. Nintendo did come out and say that Nintendo Switch is going on tour, filling up stadiums, get yep. your merch over here, pre-sale Do we know now. the opening band yet? Or they oh, announced that? The Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Kill Switch. Engage. Then you can count that's who it is. Us. That's is that really sad? Yeah. No, keep no, keep it going. Please. Turtle, all <laughs> pizza power. It's the flying food delight. Party on. Or flying saucer food. I don't know. 
Then Michael Ian Black was uh, on that tour as one of the turtles in the suit. Did you Wait, know that? What? Michael Ian Black that. was um That's awesome. And he he oh, left that God. tour for to start the state. But it was Oh, really? It was that like before the state. It was like a year before they had started their he was on tour not as a voice but as someone wearing one of the suits. I was talking about the state last night. Yeah. So you know they're they're having their big reveal stream in Tokyo on the twelfth of January. Eight p.m. Pacific. Our time. No, ten p.m. Central. Ten p.m. Our time. We'll have a party. It's a Thursday or a night. Roof. We got to go to roof. Yeah. So it's Thursday night. Might not be working the next day. We don't know. We yet. don't know. So we either we have know. to record super late Thursday or actually record on Friday. We're probably going to be working. That's our first week of work. Yeah. So anyway, that's because we can't record this podcast before that. No, we won't. So we'll have yeah. to do that. Um, and then if you want to play it in New York, you can do it that weekend. January 13th through 15th. Um, it's also coming to Toronto, Washington, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Um, but it's also going to make a stop at PAX South. In PAC, San Antonio. PAX East in Boston and South by Southwest in Austin. Hmm. And South by Southwest is at the end of March. So people are saying, is that is going to come out at the end of March? Like, launch will it week. already be out on this tour? Will it be launch week? Right. You know, we don't know because there are no other dates past South by, and it says it's coming out in March. Right. So I will be at PAX South. So um, that line's probably going to be stupid. So yeah. I don't know if I'll sit in it or not because it's only two months away. I imagine they'll have maybe 20 units where you can actually play it. Will they, be, yeah. ch- will they be chained to a female? They'll be chained to <laughs> Nintendo Girls. Um, and we've seen the lines at PAX South. They can get very long. They can. And like, they not should, like PAX South is the biggest show. It's, yeah, it's the smallest. Literally the smallest. Pack, they should chain it to people dressed up as Birdo. Yeah, they really should. <laughs> And then it spits a t-shirt out at you when you're done. <laughs> Thanks for taking a picture. I don't know why. No, that was just, the flash. Let uh, me turn my phone back on airplane mode. Um, also, speaking about Nintendo, they reportedly sold 196,000 NES Classics last month. Um, which, which is all of them. That's all which of is them. All and of it was the first day. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say. Because that. speaking of supply constraints, you can't find those anywhere. We have one inside of our stacker machine. <laughs> I got a text. From Someone John. will win one. I woke up to a text from John Michael today at like nine because the mall had already been open for an hour. He's yeah. like, ten people have already stopped in asking about the NES Classic, and yeah. he's like, oh, now it's eleven. It's like, why do people think they're gonna have the hottest item two days before Christmas? Yeah, we were just holding them in the back until yeah. today. So, congrats to the people who the hundred ninety six thousand who were able to find them. I got one. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, I got one from Target. Whoa, look at you go. I know, right? Pre-ordered. I did. I pre-ordered yeah. it from Target. <laughs> Don't pre-order things. Gosh, guys. I mean, I pre-ordered that. I know. Yeah. Uh, and then Microsoft came out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we – we're not done with Nintendo whoa. news. Why would you move away that's from – That's the order I wrote them in. Well, I'm just saying. You, you want to go back to Nintendo yeah, news in a few seconds? No, let's do Nintendo now. Well, the, Nintendo has sold or, or had 50 million downloads, 50 million downloads for, for Mario Run. Mario Run, which is the – most fastest downloaded thing on iOS. Yeah. Uh, and that's not 50 million cash sold. transactions. Yeah, I'm curious how many were sold. They, they said how much revenue they gained. Oh, okay. Uh, or you can just see that as public information. But mm-hmm. I think it's like a 5% uh, tie-in. Like, so 5, somewhere between 5 or 10% of the people that downloaded Mario Run actually bought it. Okay. That. I don't so know that's if that's good or bad. Two and a half million. Yeah. Times 10. And, and like what? A, it's $25 a million. Dollars? Something like that. That math is right. It's not yeah. too shabby. No. My internet's not working on my laptop. Ah, you so don't need internet for the show. It's, you need, it's not Mario Run, so you, <laughs> need, uh, you need internet for your calculator. No, I was trying to pull up the news and make sure there's something else I missed. Also, I it's, read that and I forgot. It's, it. it's, it's funny because it was $40 million like three days <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, and then it went up. 50 million today. Right. 
So. The uh, it's not a press release, uh, but another weird piece of a fact factoid from the world of Nintendo right now is that uh, you cannot find a 3DS period in a store. That's because you buy a Switch in three months. Well, no, they're still going to make 3DSs after the Switch comes well, out. Well, yeah, they made DSs when the 3DS came. Their out. target for the for 3DS was I think six million for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been at, they've been out of store shelves for about three weeks now. You just cannot find a 3DS. That's so weird. Uh, and that's you know Pokemon Go over the summer, translating into a higher demand for Pokemon, which the the latest Pokemon titles have had the strongest launch in the U.S. since yeah. ever. And now you can't find or a 2DS. You just cannot find a system to actually play those games on. Um, that's strange. From I can tell you from the supply side, we flat out can't order them because yeah. there are none. Mm-hmm. And even the major retailers don't have any at this point. Um, of course, it is two days before Christmas. But right. They've been, it's been like that for a while. So. The NES Classics and the 3DSs are hanging out together on they must Lost be. Island. All I know is if you are an aftermarket seller and you've got some of that stuff, you can probably pay your mortgage. Oh, man, I still got that Pikachu 3DS in the box. Yeah. Let's do this. Just go in the, <laughs> what you got to do is just walk around the mall parking lot and just ask everyone, hey, you need a 3DS? Who wants Pika Nipple 3DS? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so that's interesting. I didn't yeah. know. It's funny. Um, yeah, Microsoft, they just came out with their games with gold for January. Yes. Jumping ahead. Free games. That you pay for. That you pay for. <laughs> um, for the whole month of January, I can't even read this words on this box. Hey, oh, so it's, I have to go, it's called Halo. World of Van Helsing Death Trap. Oh, right. Uh, that's for the whole month of January. It's 1999 MSRP. That's a thousand gamer score points. That's a lot. That's for you. Also, if that doesn't tickle your fancy enough, how about for uh, starting January 16th, you can get Killer Instinct Season 2 for free on Xbox One. I already nice. paid money for that. That's $40. That's what? Value. I paid 20 Well, this says 40 Well, you you can buy. I don't know if it's like. I got I it. I bought Killer Instinct 1, and it was like 20 bucks for like the basic, not all the fighters. Right, right. Was that one fighter? Or no, it was, like free. It was, it was free. It was free for one fighter. Okay, I'll drop this 20 was like you get this many fighters and... You buy forty bucks. Forty, so you get, you get like, currency. You get game currency. And, yeah. <laughs> I bought the uh, when I bought season two for twenty dollars. It was the ultimate edition on sale from forty to twenty. So it came with like the arcade version of Killer Instinct two, and it came mm. with the in-game currency, which I don't know what to do with. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> buy more fighters. And now with your fight money. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, you have to pay real money for that. But when mm. you buy the complete season, you get the eight. You get eight fighters. Okay. And now season three, hey, th- if you're planning on getting season two for free, now's a perfect time to buy season three because it's on sale for twenty dollars. What if it's going to be free in a year? Next it December. will be. It will be. It'll be free next year when season four is half, perfect. Is half price. I'll just be a season behind. Season two just started in uh, Street Fighter Five. Yep. As well with Kuma and some balance changes. So right. Do you get the balance changes without having to pay for the game? I don't. That would Street make Fighter. no sense if you didn't get the balance changes. <laughs> I'm sure you free. would. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. Otherwise, matchmaking wouldn't work. That's a very good point, Stephen. That's a very good point. Also, for your Xbox 360, which work on Xbox One. All of them do now. The ones <laughs> that they put on this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for the first half of the month, you can download the Cave. Yeah, that's that. What's that guy? Uh, Ron. Ron Gil- Sterling. Ron Gilbert. Ron Gilbert. Ron. Oh, Ronnie G. It's, Ron Gilbert. Uh, Tim Schafer. Ron Gilbert. Really. Oh, Classic that's Escape how... from Monkey Island. Yeah, Lucas, this is his one 
Okay, you know, I remember this. This was Dan free on PlayStation Temple. Plus a while ago. Wasn't it? it was yeah. like two years ago. I, you know, I think it might even been free on Xbox 360 on <laughs> But I bought it back when it came out. Cause, uh, it's a great little game. You've yeah. got different characters that you can kind right. of yeah, take the game yeah. through. I was uh, hanging out, hanging around Sega's booth, E3, whatever the year that was. <laughs> Ron Gilbert was uh, in there promoting that game. That's fine. No, it was just, he was promoting the 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 cave. Oh, the cave. Yeah. Actual, okay. I, although I do like Death Spank. No, this was the the year that the, this was when Mia was working the Alien uh, Colonial Marines booth for Sega. Oh, this is like five. Yeah, this was like years, four, four four or five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. So, dang. And then back half of January, Rayman Origins. Great game. Classic. Yeah. Okay, so, I already own it. Yeah, yeah me too. I own it on several things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's your Xbox games with gold for January. Sony's still keeping theirs <sighs> close to the chest. Can't wait to figure out what games I'll never want to play. Uh, it's like uh, they had a really good one like a few months two ago. Two months ago, I think yeah. it was. was it? Yeah. I, I felt like it was... Was it, it was right like after there was like two two in a row that really weren't impressive. It, well, or the, not even like adequate, not even like average. The good month was right after the price increase, I think. What were the what was it? I don't know, but we were, were like, oh, this, like, oh, this is they had Lords of the Fall. Yeah. No, it wasn't the I hope that wasn't the marquee. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. Anyways. They're all hit or miss. They're they're nice to add to the collection. They need, they need to put Sleeping Dogs on there, because Microsoft just did Sleeping Dogs. My problem is anytime they put something good on there, I've already bought. Yeah, that's why I don't buy things, Stop hoping that it'll <laughs> eventually come to plus. And that's all the news I have for this week. Did I forget anything else? Oh, cool. um, oh. yeah. <laughs> Crytek didn't pay any of their employees, and now they're all fired. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I really hope that all the seven, five studios that right. Crytek's shuttering is going to, hopefully they'll land on their feet. And uh, This is not the time to fire people. Well, it is, because this happens <laughs> all the time. Oh, yeah, they yeah. But they, mean, like, this right is like Christmas, four or five stuff. studios in like five different countries mm-hmm. uh, across Europe and right. Asia. That's a lot of. I didn't know Crytek had that many. Right? Didn't they fire they, irons in the fire? You know? Didn't they release like some VR games recently? Was yeah, that they've yeah. been working on VR stuff. Yeah. So no Far Cry. Don't do that. No, no Cry, Crisis. Crytek would be right. Well, they don't make. Oh, yeah, Crisis EA. Now. Crisis EA, yeah. and they don't make Far Cry Far anymore. So what do they do? Home, homeland, home. Is that them? Homefront. I don't know. Okay. Great. All I remember and know is that Crisis didn't work on my PC, so and it's now not good enough to run Crisis. Well, now I have a an awesome PC, and I install Crisis, and it still doesn't work. <laughs> but not because my computer can't handle it. It doesn't work because it's looking for GameSpy servers. <laughs> I, I I installed it from Origin, and to load the game, it needs to load GameSpy servers. But GameSpy servers have exist. been shut down for four years. Yeah. So. Th- Crisis just doesn't. I can't even launch it. So I'm wondering. Well, maybe I should because I have it on Origin. I'm wondering if it's on Steam. If I can buy it on Steam, and maybe then it'll work. I would love Ooh. to play Crisis. I'd love to tell you, but as it's this on recording. Xbox 360. No, I don't want to play it on. I want to play it on my PC. Steam is currently down. Oh. Steam sales started yesterday, and Steam is down. Oh, it wow. is down. I wanted to buy uh, cities, up Crisis. City Skylines because yeah. it's, it's a seven dollars right now. Oh, really, really cheap. Wow. And my computer can run that because yeah. I can run Planet Coaster on Insane, which is crazy. <laughs> Did you see uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Classics out on phones? Now? I posted, posted this on the GameWare Game group yesterday. Where were you? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I saw you post it. That was a rhetorical oh, question for the audience. I, you know what? I, I'm waiting. You know, I'm telling you, I'm waiting to buy the Android version of the to original. Got to get your survey. I need up. forty more cents <laughs> in Google Survey money before I can buy Roller Coaster Tycoon. 
free. What are you gonna do? Then what if Mario Run comes out soon? You're not gonna have enough money. I need to go to Target. I need to go to <laughs> Mattress Store. I need to yeah. go to any Geo hotspot where they're gonna ask me a survey question when I yeah. leave it. That's funny. I, I'm getting less survey questions. Oh, I think once you earn a hundred dollars in Google surveys, <laughs> they don't give you as many surveys. They're not coming as hot and ready as they used to. <laughs> Little Caesars. Yeah, I That's know, right? This episode brought to you by Little Caesars. For five dollars, you can visit any Little Caesars location near you and instantly pick up a hot and ready pie. That's Little Caesars. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Thank uh, you. Avoid the noise. Yep, that too. <laughs> Do not eat Papa John's. Papa John's is a hot it's circle trash. Literally the worst ever. <laughs> this episode is never brought to you by that. Die in a fire, Papa John's. And that brings us to my new favorite segment of the show. Ruma has it. These are also hot and round. <laughs> hot round Rumas. Yep. Usually trash. Usually well, trash. They, 90% of the time. But trash. so far, pretty much every rumor coming out of Digital Foundry or Eurogamer concerning the Nintendo Switch has probably been accurate. So rumor has it that um, the Switch is going to run 40% slower. The GPU. When it's undocked. Undocked. And in handheld mode, right. according to Digital Foundry. Right. Okay, well, um, what's 100%? Uh, I would look. I know the numbers, but my internet's not looking. So Teraflop. Five teraflops. I think it's one. One, one teraflop. I think it's one teraflop, which is one-sixth of what the Xbox One Scorpio is supposed to be. Which, you know, the the Switch Nintendo consoles are never trying to be on par with the other two. Mm-hmm. Except for the GameCube. Except Shit for the GameCube. Uh, so it, if this is accurate, and it's seeming so because also tied to this hot rumor is there are some settings that popped up in Unreal Engine 4 for developers where you can choose how you want it to be in docked mode and in undocked mode. Sure, sure. But, you know, it also comes down to the point where it's like, yeah, if it's running in 1080p on your on TV your television. and 720p on your handheld, it's the same. You don't need it to run as right. fast that's, or as well. That's so. my takeaway. Um, I'm, it's fine that the GPU is uh, hindered when it's not plugged in because the resolution is going to be... Yeah, 720 instead of 1080. Right. So what does it matter? Exactly. As long as the game performs the same, I don't have a problem exactly. with that. Um, because of the resolution difference. And you don't need a 1080 display. I mean, it'd be nice, but you don't need a 1080 display on a well, plus smaller screen like that. Battery so, life would be worse. Yeah, I would like more than two hours yeah. of uh, battery life. On exactly. That. At least uh, a short flight. I, I'm not expecting <laughs> this to work on a flight to Tokyo. Actually, it would because you'd have power. Power. But flight to LA. Flight to LA would be nice now. for it to work. How, how else am I going to play Skyrim yeah. for three hours on a <laughs> Southwest flight? Right. Uh, so, are you looking forward to the Switch, Scott? Are you going to pick one of these up? Or uh, I haven't really. What if I told you <laughs> that you could take the Switch mm-hmm. and you you could put it inside this thing that you stick on your head and you can have Nintendo <laughs> VR with these lenses? I really don't have uh, Toy Commander Three any coming to Switch. Switch yet. I think I think it's a great idea. I think Nintendo's making a good decision as far as the the idea of getting the, that their two separate markets put into one and put all their power behind one right. know, streamlined thing instead of separating. And uh, yeah, I just don't know, man. So whatever reason, man, for even how much like I I didn't buy a Wii U, but I went over to your house like briefly once back when the Wii U was uh, when Mario had just come out mm-hmm. 
and you're sitting there with Mario in a cat suit, and I'm like, <laughs> "That's great. This stuff is great." Like, <laughs> and I and I and I would buy this. This would be a day one buy if I had a Wii U, or if it was a PS4 right. game. And 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 and, <laughs> and I would be buying Mario Kart and stuff like that. But for, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, what like, if I told you? Yeah. That you could take a small figure of your favorite <laughs> Nintendo character and put it on the Wii U's controller, and something would happen. <laughs> I would actually something s- would happen. I would. Would, you, would that? I would. Would you be interested in the Switch? No, I would actually. Uh, the <laughs> almost any, <laughs> almost a limitless. Away I would it. say far it's, away. You just put it right on there. Something Look, happens. yeah, I, and I mentioned this I think one time when I came on previously that like kind of like the things that excited me about Nintendo so much. Have kind of been replaced by like indie games for right. me, and so I kind of get that feel. And I'm, I guess I'm like, the way I'm at it, looking at it now, is that like, I don't play. I have too many options right now, and I don't need to add another. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word I'm looking? But what for? if you go on your roof? Yeah, and have fun with your friends. Well, mm-hmm. part of me was like, I've really loved my Vita. Over, yeah, over the years, yeah, I probably have like. Well, tell you what, man, sixty, seventy games. If you it. love the Vita, <laughs> right? Probably well, gonna love well, here's the Switch. The thing, and I and I did use it a lot because I could remote play Destiny. And, okay, we well, can't do that. On right. Switch. Well, but, <laughs> but 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 uh, there's a lot of times where I don't have access to my consoles. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you know, traveling and and things like that. Uh, don't travel like you guys, but <laughs> plenty of times found myself for several days not being home or whatever. Um. And I did play my Vita crazily for the first several years, but for whatever these days, I haven't really found myself in those situations. I don't lay down and play like I used to. No, I lay I, down and fall asleep. I'm so, I guess. Uh, yeah, when, I'm so tired these days, I just go to sleep or whatever. Uh, when I'm not staying up to like 3M playing Rocket League or Destiny. But, <laughs> um, and so like literally when I saw you know all the Switch stuff and most of that stuff was confirmed about it being on the go, I was like, is dying down. This could be my Vita replacement. Right. But I, we'll have to see how Nintendo I'm, I'm goes. I realize I bought like seven or eight games for the Vita this last year, and I don't think I played any of them. You know, like mm-hmm. so. It's just it, I guess it depends. It really comes down to how amazing is those Zelda parties are. How amazing is Zelda, and how well does it perform on the go? Because I probably yeah. would more likely play it on the portable and handheld. TV screen. It really just comes down to, I think, with this is what do they want it to be? Do they want it to be a handheld that can play on your TV or a console you can take with you? Because I think that will drive so. the development of games. What's the difference? Way. You're making smaller titles that can... Why can't it have both? Because for power. Well, I, ex- I, fully expected, I expected to have both. I expected yeah. to have a, a huge selection right. no, it is. It of, will. of smaller yeah. independent games. No, of course. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, how Nintendo goes about developing for it. Are they going to make these grandiose games well, that will... I think... But you have so many different studios that right. are Nintendo. I, I, you're going to have all no, those. No, but Nintendo and working yeah. with third parties aren't historically no. the best. No. And typically, you buy a Nintendo console for a Nintendo game. I think that this this is going to be a console for people that like Japanese games. Yeah. I think if you're into Japanese game development... Especially RPGs, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of those are on the Vita right yeah, now. Vita, a lot of those are on the 3DS. The secret hidden gem for Japanese It really RPGs. is. And they I think if those are the kind of games you like to play, you're going to see that development shift to the Switch. Because mm-hmm. as well as the PlayStation 4 uh, is doing in the West, it's not doing well in Japan, right? Uh, right. You've got, you've got a market out there that, that moves software for handhelds. 
you've mm-hmm. monster hunter you've got whatever else you know sells as well as that which is almost nothing so those those types of games inherently are just going to be developed for the switch because yeah. there's not in two years there's not going to be vita development right no. not the there's way barely vita development now right no, no. but there has to be a place for those games to go and i don't i see it as going to the switch because they're not mm-hmm. going to playstation i guess so. yeah i mean i just think of the a lot of the games that i really enjoyed on vita like Gravity Rush, yeah, Dag- obviously, Dagonapa, yes. and those are both coming to PS4 now, right? They, yeah. so I mean, will it go to Switch or will Sony just keep those? Well, Gravity Rush won't go to Switch. Obviously. Well, obviously, yeah. but even like Dagonapa, you know, like, I would not be surprised if that went to yeah the Switch. Hmm. Honestly, I, I expect a lot of Atlas support. I expect a lot of like uh, I don't know if D3 is still doing anything, but Capcom right. is going to be huge on that. You know, mm-hmm. what if I told you <laughs> you could take the undocked. Yeah. portion of the switch put it in some goggles i sign me up <laughs> monster hunter vr whoa oh my god i bet there's a monster Hunter. actually it's not he didn't say anything about vr it's just yeah, gonna be really close really to close your face like, uh, <laughs> it looks like a 40 inch screen it's so close to your eyeballs but all you can see is your character there's yeah. a new monster hunter game launching in the west the month that the switch comes out but it's a 3ds it's a 3ds game, game. you know right for now. For now. Yeah. I'm sure that well, by I'm, June there'll be a Monster Hunter game in Japan on the Switch. I'm seeing a lot of these like indie devs who are fulfilling their Kickstarters being like, oh, oh yeah, really? we're probably not like like Stardew Valley. Right. Like we're not going to make a Wii version probably. But we'll put it on the Switch. Switch which Shovel makes Knight, sense. You know, yeah, like, exactly. So, I would love to play Stardew Valley and maybe not on my Vita but on Switch. Screen's bigger anyway. Right. So. so. I'd say this is a good rumor because I think oh. anything they're going to come out with now are good rumors. I think but, it's a good rumor. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Got another hot rumor for y'all. Uh-oh. Is this has anything to do with the Nerf case for the Switch that's being rumored? No, but what? Are you, what? <laughs> uh, well, no, I started this. So <laughs> the PDP will announce a Nerf case for the Switch. Oh yeah, and I'll get it just like yeah. the one for my Vita. Yeah. <laughs> you throw that, that way you can across the room. It's totally. Fine. I'm waiting for the boomerang version. That way I can just. I want the one I can take in the bathtub. Yeah, it's called Ziploc bag. <laughs> Um, Netflix and the tub on the Switch. So the only reason I put this into Rumor Hazix, it's not technically confirmed. It's just sources from Kotaku, which are also usually accurate. But sources tell Kotaku, or Rumor has it, that WB Montreal is working on a new Batman title starring Damian Wayne, yeah. which is Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul's son. Snarky which, attitude, which is Tude's son. I have, last time I, I'm, I'm not as up on the, the Batman comic lore, but last time I checked, Damian Wayne was like 11. And Robin, so I don't know if he's gotten older. Um, apparently, WB Montreal, the people who made Batman Arkham Origins and the worst game in that line of games, in my opinion, has been working on a Suicide Squad game for the past two years, and that got scrapped, and now they're making another Batman game. Right. So what are the odds that Batman is just going to be fighting Harley Quinn and Will Smith and the fire guy. Would it really be Will Smith, though, or just what it it's sort of looked like Deadshot? Dead shot, yeah. Wouldn't have his voice. Well, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, they're just going to take the Suicide Squad assets. And, uh, I bet he signed game. some some contract that said that they could just use his dialogue from the movie in some <laughs> game. Because that's what they do now. Yeah. Uh, so they probably will be Will Smith's right. Deadshot. Uh, so, I mean, WB Montreal it has been working on something. Arkham Origins came out in 2012, 2013. Yeah, Origins. So, yeah, yeah, so they've pretty much been working on whatever that Suicide Squad project was for it. Yeah, that many. And they missed the boat on shipping a game along with the movie. Right, and that'd be the only time I think anybody would really care. Right. Um, I'm just... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, how many more Batman games... Uh, None. I'm 
Like Arkham yeah. Knight was eh, right enough. Unless it's a Batman Beyond game, I don't care. What if I'm it a was, huge Batman fan, and I'm your target audience. What if it was a Batman game that was not really as good as uh, Arkham Knight? Uh-huh. You know, would you be interested in that? Like mm. another one? Like one where he's like younger, yeah, and grittier. That, it would probably <laughs> sell eight hundred thousand units. It doesn't really matter because right. we almost sell a million of those. So it's, I don't know why they're going with this direction. If it's true, it, is Damian Wayne Batman now? I don't even know. What a Nightwing game. Nightwing, there was what, that DLC in Arkham. How about a Nightwing Night- game? I don't, Nightwing sucks. Dick Grace is a terrible character. All, all I know <laughs> is that Damian Wayne's son looks just like him. Oh, wait, that's Damian Wayne's. That, that yeah, is Damian, Damian Wayne's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's voiced by Troy Baker. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, well, it's funny with me, with the uh, the Batman, Arkham, and uh, Cities, and Origins, all that. All of them. All of them. It's so funny how much I love that first one and complete lost interest when it got open world. Yeah, yeah. same here. Like I, yeah. I like that tight Metroidvania. They should focus thing. If they made a direct sequel to that, I would pay. I'd pay a hundred dollars. Hey, one maybe two hundred. <laughs> yeah, two hundred. They should make, money for that. They should yeah. make a tight knit like game like that, like the Asylum with like a sewer area, and do a game based off the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Batman is on a transatlantic flight. All the villains are also on this flight. <laughs> And somehow they're okay. It's one of those big planes, you know. Like Batman's on the bottom part, all the villains are on the top part. You want to talk about tight knit? <laughs> there, there's no open world here. You're on an airplane, and that's it. And you've got 11 hours to dispatch all the villains before you land uh, somewhere in. The, can I the restart UK. with all my same gadgets? And yeah, level you, and yes, stuff? you can hit the restart button, and you keep your. Level How about ups. a multiplayer VR Batman game based on Arkham? I mean, uh, based on Batman. What was the one with the uh, Heath Ledger? Uh, Dark Knight, Dark, Dark Knight, based on that, on the boat scene. I was thinking, and you have two people in the VR, <laughs> and there's decide. a button, yeah. and you have to decide <laughs> if you blow up the other button. boat or not touch it or whatever. And uh, I don't, yeah, that'd be funny. I was thinking maybe you could go with the first scene in the movie where it's the bank heist. Ooh, now we're talking. Just Batman payday. Batman license with payday. This How sounds about, like we're getting off to like uh, that dude who had the Kickstarter for Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the greatest that Kickstarter. So Devin. Devin, the developer of uh, Star Wars Open World RPG. <laughs> he only needs $100,000, oh, guys. Yeah. That's it. I would die when he was that Was that, to figure out was that this year? Use. Sadly, no, I think he was about was 30. Like last it was last I think year. it was last year. That was the greatest <laughs> internet moment of 2015. <laughs> I think I don't think anyone was mad or upset at that. It just made everyone smile. It's, yeah, it's so stupid. Devin, fo- let me follow your dreams, man. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. Except for Disney's lawyers. They told they probably told Spielberg the same thing. You can't make a movie about a shark. Are you stupid? And look what he did. I just I, he actually made the movie he didn't want to make. Yeah, that's true. The reason Jaws was a suspense movie is because the shark didn't work. Never worked. Of the so they time. could never show it. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Devin or whatever one yeah, of Jake Devin. Lee, you know? what, oh, oh, the dark path. Is yeah, what you're yeah. Well, I mean, like, you're, have you followed Jake Lloyd's life? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, oh, you yeah. say Isn't Devin has right followed? Now? Yeah, the... he got arrested and stuff. Like, you know, maybe he got so much hatred online <laughs> that uh, he just snapped. He just snapped. See, I th- I thought Jingle All the Way earned him uh, basically a free pass for the rest of his Hollywood <laughs> career because. <laughs> Well, I mean, was Jake he Lloyd, he's in the Jingle son in Jingle All the Way. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, my God. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Before, after. before. It was oh, four see. years before oh, episode wow. one. I didn't know that. That's you, Jake Lloyd. You guys, what the hell? It's been like a while since these, I've seen Jingle All the Way. I did these okay. Okay. Have y'all <laughs> ever watched the commentary on the uh, Phantom Menace 
dummies. Uh, no, I, don't, I should though. <laughs> they are. So Is he on it? Well, basically, they're talking about uh, the casting of him. Oh, Jake Anakin, Lloyd. Yeah, and basically watching all these people who work for Lucas, his like you know editors and every yeah, so many people working for him, the casting people. And you can Holy see shit, it is Jake Lloyd. Yeah, I didn't make that up. <laughs> you can see how at this point Lucas has so much power that no one will tell him. Yeah, no one that will he tell him. Want. And you can see it's worth watching just to watch the whole section on when they chose Jake Lloyd. Huh. Because all these kids are auditioning and no one was knocking out the park, but Jake Lloyd went and Lucas said, I see something like tinge of darkness in him that I like. No. <laughs> I think he's the one. And everybody that talks about yes. him being the one, they're like, George, you're him? Right. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say yes, the same visionary. thing, Mr. Lucas. Yeah, it's, it's really funny because you could tell that nobody thought that was a good idea about Lucas. And no one even like came close to saying, maybe we should not. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many young actors that actually could have pulled that off. Macaulay Culkin. No, because he would have been 17. The entire team at the time. The entire cast of Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have to make 11 would have been a better Anakin. Time stuff. <laughs> 11 mm. is a better Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, oh, my gosh. The good rumor, by the way. I think way. it's a good rumor yeah. for Batman. <laughs> I don't think it's going to sell very well. I don't think... I don't think... And really, I honestly think that Warner... Is really kind of done with. I mean, what are you going to do? Make a Superman game? No one's going to play Justice a Superman League, game. where you just play no Batman who the fuck for eighty percent of the game. Justice League game, and you're right; it would just be mostly Batman. Well, yeah. I know one person who'd uh, play Superman. <laughs> Hunter. Oh, there's oh, a God, yeah. there's a rule in this industry: <laughs> do not make a Superman because they're all bad. Because Superman is the worst. The last time someone did that, it was the Madden team, and who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> and that game was not the good. iPhone game. Okay, I'm not counting. I'm counting like on a disc. With the 06 oh, okay. Return, so Superman Returns. Returns yeah. yeah, when they made their Superman. The city game. had a health bar. City had a health bar. Not Superman. Yeah, which I guess yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because Superman wouldn't die. Anyway, I, nobody. Superman is the worst superhero ever. Yeah, he Back destroys here. the cities. <laughs> I watched that movie. Man of Steel. Yeah. No. Batman v Superman. Superman well, we were watching it on HBO Go. Oh man. And then I tell you the exact moment that we turned it off. <laughs> Um, and I would have walked out of the theater when this happened. Did you watch it? Yes, I watched do it. Do you know what I'm about to say? When do you think I turned this I, movie off? There are three times. I went to okay. John Michael, and three times I just told him to punch me in the face. Okay. And I would have walked out if he wasn't what there. Was, what were those times? I don't remember. I'll tell you when I would have walked out of the theater, when Batman uh, picks up a gun and starts just shooting people. Yeah, okay. That's Okay, it was when he was driving the car. A Tommy gun. Wait, when that he picked up cool. the gun? It wasn't a Tommy gun. <laughs> it's when he was driving the car and just blowing the fuck out of everybody who was chasing him, and they were all just dead. I think I, that's after the gun. Okay, so maybe. Yeah, it was when he was captured, and he was like in the desert. Oh, and, that part was weird. And then he just picks up a gun that and was starts... like a flash forward, maybe? I don't know what's going on there. And we this just... Was, this was Batman v Superman? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. in a trench coat, and like the locusts are attacking him? No, not that part. We How? watched it because Katie's like ex-stepsister is in the movie. Oh, that's uh, cool. Well, she plays... Uh, the Joker. No. It's, like, it's like going to a dance recital you don't want to go see. Yeah. She plays Ginny uh, Olsen. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. But that, we we turned it off, and I said I can't even fucking believe this. Yeah. How does Zack Snyder yeah. keep getting films? I don't know. I think he's got <laughs> some know. dirt on someone. Yeah. And did, he, did he ever do anything that worked out better than three hundred? Uh, Watchmen was all right. Mm. Mm. Uh, all right. Oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> it had they, no. They, they changed my favorite part 
of that entire story that made it worse. No, not the end. Okay, because that was all changed. Well, yeah, that was all changed, and that's whatever. But they changed my favorite part. When I had it's a, a hard flashback time. for Rorschach's origin story, and it's that dude who's like molesting the girls or raping the girls or whatever, and he chains them to his furnace and lights the place on fire and then throws them a hacksaw. It's basically a saw. Yeah. And tries to let him like cut himself out. In the movie, he just takes a cleaver and just hits him in the head. And then it, he dies. And I'm like, right. that is it's, not Rorschach. It's that totally different. It doesn't even bother me because I'm a big Stephen King fan and none of his movies ever have any of the good <laughs> stuff in it. But that movie was just like, I man, I can tolerate pacing and I can, I, I watch some slow burn stuff and I'll, Thin Red people Line. Hate. That's, that's, I wasn't even tired and I was falling asleep in Watchmen. Yeah. I just, well, it's like a four hour movie. If, well, yeah. I have the extended cut. So yeah. Watch that. I, I don't know. Pacing, it, pacing is like the most important thing in movies to me. Like, that's what killed yeah. the third Batman movie for me, which is yeah. how See, I, awfully, I that. Yeah, I don't how understand awfully paced it was. Why Batman v Superman? Like, I know they're trying to do something different, but like, what's his name? Uh, Mark Superman. Zuckerberg. He's oh, not yeah. good as right. whatever. He's not a good Lex Luthor. Because it's supposed to be like old Batman. And I actually but like, like young Superman. I like, I like Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I like yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. I didn't, but I didn't like that. I didn't audition. think he was a good Lex Luthor. Walter White would have been a great Lex Luthor. Would have been a great yeah. Lex Luthor. What was it Zombieland? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like, yeah. I like he's Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Adventureland, that movie's yeah. great. If you want, like, I love eighties period movies. I mean, and Adventureland was great. He was good yeah. in Social Network. He was good, yeah. great in Social Network. So that was all of that's weird. Wonder Woman looks okay, maybe, maybe. I just don't like any of those just, characters. Oh, it's not dude, bad I can't anymore. even watch the good Marvel film. I haven't even gotten to see like Civil War. So I haven't good. seen uh, I Guardians of Galaxy. Guardians, Galaxy. Guardians was the last one I watched. That's fun. So War is good. D- Disney good. apparently just needs to buy. I want to see. That's next, I think. I, like, I, after they bought Marvel, Marvel <laughs> became amazing. Now that they bought Star Wars, it's like getting crazy good. Yeah. Like when the kids came, it was, uh, you know, something had to go and it wasn't going to be Destiny. So movies. <laughs> I'm so far behind. I watched like probably like four movies a year. I used to watch like movies all the time. I still haven't seen Rogue One yet, so I would. Oh, I, I need to see that. See that so Come one. and see it with us when Josh comes okay. to town. Yeah. So I'm the only one who hasn't. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. I'll nice. say it. Damn, Lord. <laughs> oh, better not say anything. I, I do like uh, what was it, Gareth Edwards? Mm-hmm. Did you ever see his Garth, monsters? Garth. Yeah. <laughs> I thought monsters. Godzilla was, like, was awesome. I see. I didn't even see that. I want to see that, but uh, monsters. With Walter White. Well, that, monsters is really good. Godzilla was okay. Right. I think I think it had it was better than it should have been. It's better yeah. Than yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's so Matthew yeah. Broderick nineties. And now that they have that Godzilla. Kong movie coming out, I think they're just Which building movie? up for Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, yeah. oh, they totally are. That new Kong movie looks great. Yeah, it does. It really I'll does. tell you why. Why is he so much more giant now? So Chemicals. we can fight Godzilla. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of uh, directors kind of moving up the ranks, now that that guy who did the arrival, Peter Jackson, is doing. Uh, <laughs> I never saw uh, Alfonso Blade Kieran. Runner. Yeah, the I'm pool. excited for Blade yeah. Runner. I've been excited about the Blade Runner because I like. What's the notebook? It says Ryan Reynolds. No, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I yeah. just like Ryan. I need Ryan to go back and watch Blade Runner. And I watched the first thirty minutes and I fell asleep. The next, uh, oh man, you need to watch the director's cut because mm-hmm. it's like the best version because it it actually has like narration from inside the main character's like head. Oh, cool. And it makes the Decker. story it, it makes the story make so much more sense. Well, I really liked Westworld, so I just go watch Blade Runner. It's like yeah. the same thing. Right? But right. Ryan Johnson is doing episode yeah. eight, and that dude's movies like Brick, Brick is one Brick of my favorite movies ever, and Oh, uh, Looper! Looper! Yeah, he did. Looper. I, I liked Johnson, Looper. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as I was hoping to, but yeah, yeah. it was still good. Yeah, like, like, kind of the twist on it like, had the, turning into a different genre, right? The That's yeah. I, like, and, I like that. And you know, I'm a, you know, the time traveling, like, the, they basically tell you in that dialogue to like don't 
break down the time travel rules. Isn't that every, and, and, well, every yeah, time but, travel but movie? I had story. some problems. Back I had to some the problems future. with it, but still, it was a good movie. And <laughs> who's going to argue with the you know attempt at that kind of thing? Right. You know? mm-hmm. But I'm uh, very excited for these uh, crazy visionary directors helming these projects. If you haven't seen Arrival, I, you know I what, see that. Unbelievable. Do you know what it's doing that. for the studios, too? Saving them a lot of money. Because when you have younger directors mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that have to go out there and prove themselves, you're not spending nearly as much as you would on someone like a... Right, know, exactly. Scorsese. Why would Scorsese direct the Star Wars? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it would yeah, cost I'm, a lot more. Uh, yeah, because I think like uh, Rogue One, even though it went through a complete... Near right. reshoot, reshoot for a lot. Uh, very late. I think they still spent way less it's than like two hundred million episode seven. Two hundred million, yeah, yeah. Like, with all the reshoots mm-hmm. because it's J.J. Abrams. And that has been the uh, <laughs> the movie Good where rumor. podcast <laughs> uh, game watch. section movie. No, that doesn't work. What's the Dreamcast <laughs> game starts with B? Oh, game and watch. That's what it's game and watch. <laughs> game watch. Um, so we just talk about Metal Gear. <laughs> Yeah. The whole podcast, game, sure. and watch. Let's do it. Just watch most the of ending I of Final Fantasy VIII. I played one Metal Gear game, and that was the Ooh, ending Revenge of Final Fantasy VIII. That's happened on Discord. Oh, actually, I was thinking, what is it called? That's the Platinum, right? Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Are you excited for Nier Automata? Nier Automata? That's the next Platinum game. You should be excited. Is that is that the Nier game? Nier Automata. Isn't that like that crazy Automata? Model Easter. Well, Nier, yeah, but the new one is just a Platinum game. Okay, but I didn't realize that. I, I assumed it was like There's a, demo. a second RPG. There's a demo. Which actually, the hindsight on that Nier game kind of had me interested, but I'm like, that's no, yeah. an entire just game just to get to, to the, the interesting one. part. Yeah. Right. Anyways, this would be the part of the show where we would uh, talk about new releases, but there are none. There's one. Uh, it already came out, or unless you talked about it last week. I guess you would have. Shantae? It's, yeah, it's well, yeah. already in it, We'll get it yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah Shantae is out this week. Go buy that game. It's good. Yeah. Support... Which I played one Shantae on the DS. Okay, that and may have been the Game Boy Color one. I'm trying to think. I think there was a, a few out since then. I'm trying there's to figure out which one I played. So right now I, there's Pirates and yeah, I, I need to buy the, the new one because I know I haven't played the new one. But I kind of didn't want to buy. It seems one like there's always a Shantae game coming out. Are they like, just like re-releasing them? They re-released some of the older ones. Okay. This is a new one. Yeah, right. The one that's out now. It was yeah. at E3. Oh, I didn't okay. want to play it. Um. We do have a new segment of the show, Stephen. Do you remember what it's called? Uh, it's the Wayback Machine. No, yeah, it's, the, it's called the Dreamcast section. <laughs> this is when we play the '50s diner music. Yeah, and I say something. Mm-hmm. What, what's what is it called? I don't remember. Retro rewind. Retro rewind, and there's a reverberation on my voice whenever I say retro rewind. I have one game, oh. Retro Rewind. It's a weird week. Like, it came out Christmas it week. It is. I was all surprised that it that it was when I found it, because there was okay. nothing for the longest time. A lot of stuff came out in Japan this week, which sure. I don't count for this show. That happens all the America. time. Yeah, we're in America. Uh, 15 years ago this week, Final Fantasy X came out on the PS2 Yeah, North America. So, obviously a lot of Final Fantasy talk in the past month with 15 finally coming out. But yeah. 10, I loved 10. It's probably my second favorite, but I haven't played a bunch of them. Hmm. I do have a funny story to share about Final Fantasy X because I was 12 when it came out. So I was in seventh grade and I was just getting into playing basketball, right? Mm-hmm. But I also really liked Final Fantasy X. So I was yeah. playing it a lot. And at one point, my dad made me stop playing Final Fantasy X because he said it was affecting my basketball. Oh, no. Oh, and I was no. 12 and in seventh like grade. Too much blitzball. 
Well, yeah. I, was, I was thinking you were playing like very androgynously. <laughs> <laughs> you spiked your hair up, right? Yeah. So I thought emo yeah. ball. He told me to quit playing the video games because it was negatively affecting my basketball career at the age of twelve. Did you look at your dad and just go like, "Leave me alone, Sid"? <laughs> I'll show I'll you. I'll start you. a podcast. <laughs> Fifteen years later, <laughs> what well, was my it? life? Actually, can you look back reflectively and can you agree and say it was affecting your basketball? Uh, I don't remember. You're supposed too much to make. Anything will you're supposed to make like two thousand uh, like free throw <laughs> shots a day. Were you were you still doing two thousand shots a day? No, because he's playing Final Fantasy, so it probably was. Yeah, <laughs> he was well, doing two thousand damage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Take that. Uh, but yeah, I really liked that game. I liked. I don't know. It was weird having like the um the command list on the top, so you who's gonna go in what order. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. made it easier, but not really because you could affect things and that game was gorgeous for ps2 games still it gorgeous out. still is I, when I played the ps3 remake Scott disagrees he's like well, bobbing his head the opening no, cinematic no, I'm, yeah i'm yeah. laughing because i'm obviously as i said earlier I, I didn't play any of the final fantasies including that one but i know that box art very well because yeah. <laughs> i worked retail uh, and I can still see the blue skies, the blonde hair, the blue and yellow outfit. I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, standing in the water. Standing in the water. Yeah, just looking yeah. up. Like now, do you remember that uh, EA Electronic Arts logo on the bottom of it? Because when it launched, it was distributed by EA, which was kind of weird to have a that's Final Fantasy yeah, game with EA on the box. Is it? I need to check my. I didn't know that. There that's you go. not. Well, that's the not one we're talking. That's about. not it. But here it is on PS4. Here it is there. I tell you what, uh, one of my, the back, the back was the same. One of my favorite um, memories yeah. of Final Fantasy uh, X was when Renee walked down the aisle at her wedding and the Blitzball song started playing <laughs> the metal version. Donna, 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 the world Another world awaits. It's so funny because I've never listened to any Final Fantasy music yet. I do know that people love this. That's It's called One Winged Angel. It's in Final Fantasy. Does he actually say Sephiroth? Sephiroth. That's his name. I know it's his name, but I thought I thought people I thought it was just like incoherent Latin that people were like. Listen closely. He says. Well, I think Sephiroth is a Latin word that means like. The destruction Devil. of okay. Earth or something like That's that. That's the best. <laughs> like, their villain themes don't really exist the way that they did in that game. Like, holy shit, was that a crazy moment? I think that's probably you... another reason why like 15 characters aren't grabbing me. Because there's like, no like, it's like Vader has the Papa John's Domino's Little Caesar Sephiroth. Like, the fucking dude's name is Apocalypse, man. Like, he's got to be bad. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go play some more Seven now because that's we you, we sold so many of those soundtracks, those video games. And I was what I was always popping them in the CD player. You never listen to the soundtracks at work. The no, I've been listening to them in the car. I actually found 15. a guy on yeah. Spotify who does like his own got, like remasters and wow. like he has a jazz arranged version of Chrono Trigger. That's, that's cool. really well, awesome. We used to sell that. We yeah. sold the jazz. Well, this is like his his own yeah. version of it. But yeah, um, yeah, that was called Brinkin' Time, and it had the breakfast on the cover. We, yeah, that's the one we sold. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I have that that's one. Funny. So yeah, I love good Final rumor. We're still on rumors. No, good no. rumor. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, other games? Late December. What about this? Okay, let's let's try something a little different. Okay. Um, let's look back in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> uh, let me crank this thing up and add the. You can add the sound effects of a machine. Okay. Well, um, so this is Christmas week. Uh, what about some of your favorite memories of opening a new game Christmas present, mm-hmm. like as a kid or even adult? Like look back uh, all oh, those man. years. Do you, can you think of anything that you maybe as a surprise or something you knew you were getting right. uh, for Christmas? For me, it's consoles, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the thrill uh, as a child 
when I was eight years old, 1989, uh, Christmas week, and opening up, well, seeing that box and thinking, yeah. like, that has to be it. Right? <laughs> that has to be the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. And opening it up, and it's and it got was. the power pad and the zapper and the games, and it's like, I can't wait to hook this thing up. And it's just like I've never experienced anything like this before right. in my home. Um, and for me, the Super Nintendo would have been the last time I actually experienced that. Right. Because by the time the N64 came out, like I was just saving my own and allowance you're money yourself, or just yeah. buying it myself. But as a child, there was nothing more like magical for unwrapping for me right. than, than seeing like a new game console. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot believe it's actually here and that you actually got this for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've told the story in the show about my unexpected PS2 like yeah. surprise because we didn't have they, a lot of money and back they were then. Hard we to somehow, find. Yeah, we got yeah. one. But like it's lame as it sounds, like Madden 01 was one of the games I got. Well it looked awesome yeah, on it PS2. Looked great. The reflective helmets yeah, and when the you lights the on dome, the... But like when I put it in, I was playing with my dad, and you know, you set the time on PS2, so yeah. I put it in and I started a game and Madden, whoever was the announcer, was like, Merry Christmas and welcome to the Louisiana Superdome and that like blew my fucking mind because wow. I knew it was Christmas and they had like recorded those lines and all that stuff. So I like, like thought that was really cool. But yeah, ever since I got that PS2, at that point, it just became like, Adam, what's on your Christmas list? And I just got everything that was on there. So nothing was really a big Devil May Cry surprise. Um, I, knew you were getting I remember um, there was one Christmas where I had a few presents and I'd always go to like grab this one because I was like, it looked like a movie. And I was like, oh yeah, like, I, I know that <laughs> what age? I asked, uh, like 22, <laughs> like fourth grade. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I guess this was like 95, 96, somewhere around there. Nine, yeah. Um, it was Back to the Future on VHS. And I kept I kept like grabbing for it, and they were like, no, don't open that one yet. And oh, so, it was the uh, game. So finally, it was the uh, game. no one was really looking, so I grabbed it and opened it, and it was Street Fighter Warrior Out of Dreams. But you didn't have a <laughs> And I didn't have a PlayStation. <laughs> right, that's, and that's why the, you can't open that one. That's yeah. last. That's yeah. the jewelry that so we got So then they you. made me open up the PlayStation after that. See, it they was should, so awesome. They should have just stuck the game inside the game box. Yeah, and I remember box. the year I got a 64 was awesome because I got the 64 with the atomic purple controller. And this was like kind of unexpected. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know I was getting a 64. And, uh, but my dad had got it for me because he had heard me talking so much about Ocarina of Time and how like I really wanted that game so bad. <coughs> so I got the 64, I got Ocarina of Time. And I got Jet Force Gemini, and it also came with, uh, I also got WCW NWO Revenge. (laughs) And that was like the best Christmas gaming day with my brother. (laughs) It was like just playing that wrestling game. That's awesome. This was, uh, I guess, 1985. I would have been seven-ish. I wasn't even born yet. And uh, (laughs) I guess my brother showed me once, but before Christmas, like a month before, he had found the Atari 7800 that my mom was going to give us. In the closet somewhere? Under the, the bed. attic, under a bed. And he pulled it out. I guess it was in my bed. My sister played it because I was the youngest. Uh, and then, you know, for whatever reasons, knew she was going to be gone for a while. And then put it back in the box. Yeah, dude. Hook that back. shit up. And from that point on, every time... My mom left. I pulled that thing out and played it. <laughs> and so when I got on Christmas, I was like, so what? <laughs> That's funny. I did that. Yay, um, thanks, mom. Yay, mom. In 1994, uh, and I snuck into my mom's room during Christmas break because you know, their parents go to work, kids stay at home, and um, I'd found where she had stashed some uh, Christmas presents, and Donkey <laughs> Kong Country was in there. So 
I kind of opened the box and slid the cartridge out, and I would play. The, that's the only time I ever did that. I would play the game cartridge while she's at work, and then by about four o'clock, I would be like, "Okay, well, either my mom or my stepdad's probably headed home soon, so let me. I got to go ahead and stick this game back in the. So on Christmas morning, I had to like pretend. You know, that I had no What? This game's awesome! I can't wait to play it. I already a game files. save on there. Yeah, oh, already it's already on here. I beat it like you know that day probably. I will say most disappointing real quick. Was it 95 the Saturn came out? Yeah. I remember I had a 32X. had just gotten that. Like yeah. Six months before, like the Christmas before. And then the Saturn got that surprise launch during the summer. Of course, I, I wasn't even aware of like the surprise launch. I just knew Game Fan yeah. and Game Pro were talking about it. And uh, it wasn't even on my radar. It was like $400, something like that. It was ridiculous. Uh, and then out of the blue, my brother, who was college i was a sophomore in high school uh said hey uh little bro my buddy in my fraternity bought a saturn but he decided he wants a playstation so he offered to sell it to me for like 200 or something like that yeah so i asked my mom with my brother you know he kind of helped me hey mom could we afford this for christmas or whatever and so we made the deal and then, like, two days later, my brother said, oh, he actually already sold it. No. Oh, so man. for two days, I had been, like, went through every magazine I had and circled every Saturn article <laughs> that I had skipped. And it had really got my hopes up, you know. And so I was pretty crushed. And then uh, Christmas, my, uh, my mom ended up getting one, even though she couldn't afford it, uh, and gave it to me early on Christmas Eve. Aww. And I was so pumped until I realized that uh, – it was an AV cable and no RF unit. No RF. Oh. And I had to wait till like the day after Christmas to actually so you can go out and buy one of those. Yeah. So it was awesome because I got it, but I was like, for day and a half, I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, the day the N64 came out, I bought that at, you know, the, I guess it was EB Games and Cortana Mall and took it home and no RF unit. So I had to go back to the store. But luckily, it was just a Sunday in September. So I just immediately went back to the store and bought the <laughs> RF unit. The worst thing is. At that point, I didn't know much about that. You know, like, yeah, exactly. I hadn't come across to really that yet. And so, like, for like an hour, I'm like, how the fuck does this fit on the TV? Right, <laughs> you know? right. Like, there's, doesn't well, make sense. And I had an RF cable, like, on my Super Nintendo, um, but I, you had to buy an adapter for the N64 to, mm. like, even be able to use that at all. Yeah. So I had to go back and buy that adapter. Mm. I don't know why my TV was so shitty. It didn't have <laughs> AV input. Man, think about how terrible our games looked, but we didn't know the difference. But when we were kids, everything was RF. I put on the Saturn and put on the Panzer Dragoon, the first one. I had RF on my PlayStation 2. Yeah. Like, it's just... Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I might have have actually back then, because I used to play it on this old, old TV my dad had in, like, college. Yeah. And the PS2 might have been hooked up through RF. Yeah, the TV I had... Channel 3, and I had to turn it on that way. The TV I had in my room had, like, red letters from like an alarm clock and like fake wood grain around the side yeah. of it. So, I mean, yeah. it was definitely an old tv oh cool um i don't think we have any emails but if you want to email the show gamewareexpress at gmail.com send in your game of the year submissions we're recording that uh at some point next week we need to figure that out you can speak pipe you can mention that in a while yeah speakpipe.com slash gamewareexpress if you want your voice to be heard uh for like game us. of the year so let's wrap this show up with special stages. I assume, as is tradition, yeah. Scott's going to share the uh, longest special stage ever. His top ten list. Uh, be... Got to save your number one, though, so you can go to speakpipe.com slash Express and send it to us <laughs> next week for the show. That'd be a negative. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, 
Yes. Uh, I would like to say there were several games that I think would be on this list. Of course, I didn't get to. I never took the dive in Dark Souls three. Sure. And I love it. Um, but from what I played this year, and this is actually going to be a little bit of crowd participation. Yeah. You guys need to help me decide what my number ten is okay. because oh, man. it's a three way tie between like very similar games that I all have massive <laughs> love slash massive massive problems with. Okay. And I'm gonna tell you what my problem is and you'll say which one should be number ten. Okay. It's a tie between Gears Four, Uncharted Four, and Quantum Break. Um Quantum Break should go. I say Quantum Break. No, it should go. Should go oh, away. No. I say it should yeah, be, it should be a, away. It should be so we have one. Well, here, well here's the thing. Quantum Break Finished in gameplay, but not enough to hold you. Right, because I never finished it. Right. Uh, th- did have a little depth. It took some time to get used to, and that was appreciative. Pacing was bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Out of all those, best story. But you have to look for the story. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. just watch the cutscenes. You have to do. Something. We love games where you have to look for the story and right, stuff right. outside. Well, at least it's in the game, though. You yeah. Have to go outside yeah. Of the game. yeah. Um, out of those three, I'd probably say Uncharted, just because of the world they built and how good it Beautiful. looks, and the way Naughty Dog can tell narrative yeah. in a video game. But the pacing was terrible, and, and I, a lot of the shooting sections weren't fun. But Serial <clears throat> stories don't do anything for me, so the story mm-hmm. did nothing for me. Right. But you so can't no- take the heart out of mm-hmm. the good... Yeah. And it wasn't just good voice acting, it was good voice uh, interaction like yeah. Troy Baker, Nolan North, really sounded natural talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps that, that brotherhood felt. Talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do the motion capture. So. Right. They felt you felt like you're listening to brothers, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then of course uh, Sully is always great, you know. Um, that whole the dialogue pushed the whole thing forward. Um, but man, I hate that gameplay. <laughs> That's like, why I can't what, even. So have Steven it on obviously going to stand up for I, years four. So well, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> do that either. Well, um, see, that's the thing that is like. Are you I, sure? Have you tried Nitro Plus Blasters Heroin Duel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that would be a good number ten for you. Um, it's the best fighting game of but, the year. But but I, I like the three of them because they're the three AAA. Like even Quantum Break is not a franchise. It was a big push. You mm-hmm. know, there was a lot of money sunk into that. Um, uh. I'm, I'm kind of leaning gears almost though because <laughs> the one that had no representation. The Uncharted, <laughs> the Uncharted Four, uh, the you know the gameplay bothered me. All these things bothered me, but it was such a beautiful thing. And, mm-hmm. and like just driving in that Jeep. I know you didn't like that stuff. I love the Jeep sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't like. I like the end end mm-hmm. of it, but and it, it was very nice. Like you like know, the compared epilogue. to like compared to like yeah. uh, Last of Us, yeah. like yeah. that was. Um, <laughs> But Gears does, other than a few problems, like I, I remember when you were playing it, you were kind of complaining about the uh, forced horde mode yeah. and the thing. That bothered me when it was robots. Yeah, it, it didn't got, bother it, me as much when you got the, uh, it was like basically five acts. Mm-hmm. When you get to the third, it pretty much, well, it switches kind of the, more like The final Gears. one when you're on the ship thing, mm-hmm. that one was fine. The yeah. other two I didn't like too right. much. Basically, from Act Three to Five, I thought it was fantastic. well. That's because Act Three to Five was just like Gears of War One, right? And I, yeah. I kind of wanted that exactly. Uh, exactly. I thought the robots were a little too tedious, but I kind of enjoyed the dialogue. It was because it was so self-aware. Oh, definitely. Like definitely. Marcus, I actually had never been a big fan of like Marcus and Dominic. Like, Hell yeah! <laughs> but Marcus was actually incredibly funny. It, the, the line uh, where he's like, you know, the best part about being old, you don't have to have a goddamn opinion about everything. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I think overall I enjoyed that one the most with the less frustrations. Anyways, uh, I'll pro- actually, I'll probably go with Uncharted 4 for that one. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you guys for helping. So my number <laughs> 10 of the year. All, Gears 4 just ended so abruptly, it like left a bad taste yeah. in my mouth. So Quantum Break to me was just like one of those games that ventured out and did something that no other game does, and it did it very well for like the first attempt at this. Right. Like I, I think the only reason uh, I think if I wasn't going in expecting the world because I loved Alan Wake so much, mm-hmm. that disappointment probably hurt it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The fact that it was just really good and but just didn't knock it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just did well. Maybe in the future. Uh, my number nine game is Thumber. Okay. Not sure how much you have played of that. I mean, I haven't played any, but I want to. Um, I've I'll, seen like you and Matt played it. Yeah, I have no. I've like watched a video of it, but that's about I, it. next to that um, kitchen demo, I've played other kind of like like what lies beneath or um, other scary things in VR. This is by far the most like intense thing in VR I've played, mm-hmm. um, and even not in VR, it's phenomenal. And I haven't really been into rhythm games in a while. I kind of fell off after Rock Band. Never really liked Frequency as much as you guys. Always enjoyed it. But this is so different, and there's so much weight to it. Um, what I really like about Thumper is that instead of just button prompts and hitting buttons and with your cues or whatever, it's kind of a concept of uh, you, you're going to hit your directions or your buttons, but you're either going to do it off the rail or on the rail. And when you're not holding your A button down, you're floating over the track. And when you hit your A button, you clamp down on it. And you have to do a combination of off the rail and on the rail with the, the directions and the other prompts uh, for it to work. And it gets so intense and so hard, uh, it really makes it feel like a game game. Like It's not like a high school game. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to lose a boss battle. Cause, yeah. um, and just when you clamp down on that track, the weight of it is immense. And I don't know how they captured that, but they did. Anyways, it takes a while to actually kind of get used to that system, but it's really good. And the music is crazy. My number eight was Headlander. Did y'all play that? Mm-hmm. I wanted to. You really yeah. should. It's it's double one of Double Fine's most complete games in a while. I love Double Fine, but they tend to like excel in certain areas and kind of not in other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is basically a Metroidvania where uh, the head pops off of this robot and you can take over different people's bodies. So it has, like, uh, did you play Stacking? No, but I do remember. Stacking stacking, was kind of their attempt at bringing back the adventure game before Telltale. Um, With Sam and Max. Right around the same time as Sam and Max. Right. uh, But before The Walking Dead. Right, but it was, yeah. um, But anyways, to solve certain riddles, you have to be in certain bodies. Right. Sometimes to get in small spaces, you have to take over a robot dog. But, like, Every time you take, you're flying, in the, and there's sections where you're just ahead for a long time, and those feel completely different than the sections when you're in the bodies. And of course, Double Fine is really good at like mixing up the gameplay. There's one, <laughs> one section where you're basically playing uh, a chess uh, side-scrolling shooting game, where you have the black and the white chess teams, and you have to take over either the pawn, the queen, and you have certain attacks when you're the the horse. Or the night, you know, and you have to take over the other teams, you know. But there's also a puzzle you have to solve while you're fighting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really clever game. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I would highly suggest it if you like Metroid games and if you like weird ass humor. The one thing that put me off on that, and I really wanted to get it, but the the '70s sci-fi, it's great. That, I just can't get into it's it. So it's good. so weird. I just can't. The, the shag carpeting on the, every spaceship, yeah, and every shape, ship, every just, ship looks like a, a dildo or a penis. I don't have. <laughs> it's like free sex with robots. They really go into the '70s. They like they definitely like nailed it. I just don't have yeah. any nostalgia for that. Well, I don't either. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it, not for everyone, but it's really good. Yeah. Uh, you, 
tell me if I'm wrong. No Man's Sky, number seven. Uh, I know there's a lot of. Uh, oh, you're wait, serious. you're serious. Yeah, no Man's Sky. <laughs> oh, I have about 70 hours into it. I bought sure. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think I did myself a favor because I, if I see something I'm really interested in, I go on lockdown. Hmm. So I never heard one lie. Right. Right. Uh, I also don't really care what developers say. You know, I, there's a lot of musicians I like that are assholes or lie. You know, whatever. It's just, you know, unless they're doing like. Polanski right. kind of stuff. Yeah. I even watched some Woody Allen films and he's pretty sick. But, you know, whatever. Um, that game is what you bring to it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I have always enjoyed a genre of games called walking simulators, which have really no gameplay. And you kind of... Some of those have story fetch you, some of them don't. But that game to me is you walk around and you decide what is the story or you decide whatever. So if that's like too much, I completely, yeah. I, I understand why people don't like it. Well, people were expecting the world out of that game. They were. And it is exactly what I thought it would be. And that not something I was completely interested in, but I wanted to try it. Right. You know, like, for, you know, there was a, uh, this one time I landed on a planet. Every planet has these crystals that you can use to refuel your ships. Mm -hmm. Land on this one planet, which was the most beautiful planet I'd seen. <laughs> The oceans and mountains and stuff like that. And I actually had decided to name all the planets in the system after various members of uh, our Destiny clan. Oh, okay. This was the actual bottom planet <laughs> named after Neil here. And I was like, oh, this is the most amazing planet. There's some acidic rain, blah, blah, blah. Point being is I landed, started messing with the wildlife, taking pictures, um, gathering some uh, really expensive resources I was going to use. And then I went to get my ship and realized I was out of fuel. I was like, okay, just go get some of these red crystals that are everywhere on every planet. Right. No red crystals anywhere. <laughs> so I see a, a, a marker saying that there's an outpost that was like eight minutes walking yeah. away. So I start on this adventure. Never died in the game other than Space Pirates. Walk, walk, walk. Can't find any red crystals anywhere. Eventually I find red crystals, but it starts pouring acid rain. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it's like four minutes either direction back to the ship. Or to the outpost, uh, but I don't have any thing to survive the acid rain, so I go in a cave, and I realize this cave is this giant network underneath, and I'm like, well, the icon looks like I could probably make it to the outpost through a good portion of the caves, which mm -hmm. protects you. Go on this long adventure, but then I start running out of the suit protection, yeah, mm -hmm. life support, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there's like four tunnels branching off. This one is looks like the icon is directly in this line two minutes away. Right. So I'm like, this is my chance. I go down and I start realizing, oh, I'm going underwater. Whoa. Under this tunnel. <laughs> and I, I realize, well, this can't last forever. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I keep going down and I start drowning. <laughs> and I realize I've gone too far to get back. So if this cave underwater doesn't get at least out of the water in the next like 45 seconds, my last 40 minutes is gone. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I realize at the last second, Oh, I have grenades. I can blow out of the cave. Huh. So I start blowing it, and right when I get daylight, I died. Mm. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Like you know, yeah. You don't get that in a lot of games. So, anyways, I enjoyed right. that game. Number six is how are you liking the update? Uh, I haven't gone back to oh, it. Okay, yet. I will. Uh, yeah. I actually, I had a few things left that I wanted to do, even though I got the platinum. So I was going to go back anyways, but just waiting for some okay. downtime. Uh, number six for me is the Last Guardian. Okay. Loved it. 
I'll be getting that game in two days from Santa Claus. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, if you got through Shadow of the Colossus, there should be no reason you're not going to get through this. I did Unless, not get through Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, then you probably sh- will not get through this. Um, Trico, Trico, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that game is worth playing for that that alone. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I don't think I've ever been that connected to a game character before. Mm-hmm. See, that's what kind of scares me because I was like really connected to Argo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that thing is amazing. Uh, all the complaints are fair. I had just as many frustrations. I had to fight through many times wanting to step away. I always knew I'd come back, but um, there's a lot of times where you, you try to communicate with uh, the bird dog, whatever, mm-hmm. and not only is it not knowing what you want, sometimes it's doing things counterproductive to what you want. Um, part, sometimes it felt great because sometimes it actually felt like talking to a real animal, trying to be, <laughs> like trying to get a real dog to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it felt like they just couldn't nail the AI or whatever. Right. Um, As designed. Right. But that and camera issues and no reason, you know, a game like in these days has to feel that floaty and clunky. Um, it's worth it for what you experience in that game. Mm-hmm. It's just as good as I, I would actually say I like Shadow better, but I like it better than Nico. So number five is Grow Up. I'm still very very disappointed that none of you have played Grow Home. Oh, <laughs> I played best. it. I played Grow Home. Uh, I mean, I you talked about it? it on the show. Okay. Well, I got to the ship. Okay, you did get the ship. Okay. Yeah. To me, Grow Up is like the best. Of those 3D platformers modernized. Um, there's something about when you get to the top and you can fly all the way down. Yeah. I, I could do that for hours. Anyways, they, they added a lot of features to this one. I'm not going to go into it because I don't think anyone has even really played Rome that I'm much. I'm really yeah. excited for when it hits plus. Um, <laughs> whenever that's. Just I can't month. wait to not pay for it. <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll play it. And I probably should buy it because I, I like the first one. It's they seem to be just come out so close to each other. Like I felt like I had just played a lot of Grow Home. I was like, oh, I don't really want to go back to that just yet. Yeah, but I'm sure it does enough new. Well, things. I mean, and if the first one didn't blow your mind, this one. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, like, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I streamed me playing it. <laughs> oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's better or worse than the first one. It's just there's some difference. They actually did add a lot of stuff to it. Mm. It's, it's less vertical. Well, that's what I love about. Well, this one's game. cool though. This one reminds oh, okay. me of like if they continue on the trend of what they did of like how they expanded it. If they come out with a third one, it's going to be more like Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Like because as you go up, instead of going to your ship, you're trying to get to the moon. Oh. And as soon as you break the barrier between where your ship is and to the moon is, the gravitation shifts. Right. Right. And you start going around orbiting the moon, and the physics are different. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, if they could make the worlds a little smaller, more focused, and actually give you several planetoids. Like, yeah. if, I, I don't want to daydream or whatever, but I think that would be amazing. Um, number four is Doom. Yeah. Uh, Steven may remember this one. I don't know about you guys, but there was a game on the Saturn and PlayStation called Power, Power Slave. Power Slave. Power Slave. Yeah. Yeah. Power Stone. Power Slave. This game remind me a lot of that yeah. because it was just as much about like the thing with the doom yeah doom was that like i had two types of fun i had fun clearing out the level which was the combat and the fights 
and like you said, the whole melee reward thing was really mm-hmm. smart, and the upgrade system, the mechanics, and then I think I spent twice as much time after clearing out the world doing the exploration. Yeah, mm. and I just it was great design. Uh, I liked how the levels feel very different as you keep going. You said I know you're halfway through, but you start getting a little more like uh, platforming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, people complained for years about FPS level design being you go here, turn turn right, and you go there. And then they compare it to the Doom 1, like DM1 map, right. um, where it's this beautiful, intricate thing that's wrapped around itself, almost like a Dark Souls. Um, and Doom 2016, like if you're complaining about modern FPS level design, well, here's your answer to that. It's actually yeah. like well-designed maps and worlds. And they're real smart, like, you know, you you would see like, there's a, a slight view into something up there where you can see like an upgrade, right? And you're like, "There's no way I can get that here. How do I get it?" Right, there? right. And like 25 minutes later, <laughs> going through some pipes, you know, and there it is. They were all the way across the map, and then right. all of a sudden you're going through this network that you didn't know was there. Bam, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah I had no intention of playing Doom until words well, started spreading, and then yeah, I was and like, we, we were all apprehensive about it because the way they were handling the reviews. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone was like, well, they don't want anyone to know this game is no good. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. So my the top three are by far... And by the way, this year was crazy because last year, by the end of the year, I was like... My seven through ten was like, eh. That's how it was. That's how I felt. Yeah, like, you know, I, I, I like these games, but it's not the best year for me. This year, by like the summer, I was like, I have to cut. Because I've been keeping a list all year. Yeah. I'd cut out Firewatch. I cut out all these games that I really liked. Rebound 2016. <laughs> games are back. Right. <laughs> um, but my top three by far are some really just hit me in a way that I was so excited about. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter was my number three. When I, I played that, it took me maybe four or five like hardcore nights of beating it. But I did nothing but think about that game. The entire day when I was supposed to be quality time with my kids, <laughs> I'm like playing little pixel sword man in my head, you know. Uh, I know Neil was playing it with me for a little bit in the beginning, and uh, I'd figured out this little chain link system you can do with timing your button prompts correctly and getting secrets from like dashing 200 times in a row around a circle. And like at first, I was like, I would never do that. And then <laughs> I tried it and figured out it was a way to teach you how to do this hard maneuver. And all of a sudden, I mean, Neil were like, oh, I just got 43. He's like, I just got 73. And I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that is, if you haven't played that game, it's a beautiful pixel art, but like gorgeous art design. Uh, Zelda meets Dark Souls mm-hmm. because the combat is unforgiving. And if you go in the wrong place at the wrong time, there's no way. Right? <laughs> they don't tell you where to go. You have three directions to choose from in the beginning from a town. And I took a visual cue that I assumed was their way of telling me, like, oh, maybe go that way. A lot of people don't, including Neil. Well, I took what I thought was the visual cue. And you made it through it, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I I beat the hardest area of the game. And that's impressive because you need to get some upgrades. And it's not like a a currency system that you can keep getting. The currency system is finding hidden hidden things that are finite. Mm -hmm. And they're not easy to find, so... Uh, you might come across a few, luckily, but you have to really search everywhere. Anyway, the point being is, like, before you have like all your upgrades, some of those areas can be incredibly hard. Um, and that game was amazing because I didn't realize until after that the guy who made it 
he had a team, but it was a design he had been working on for a while. It's a guy that suffers from a heart condition where his heart could basically stop at any time. Like he's, they don't know, how long, you know, he's been right. living for a long, whatever. He's like in his twenties or thirties. He's probably been living for a good portion of his life where he's like, you could just die. <laughs> and uh, the game was like his life story mm. in a game, and like I'm a sucker for that wow. stuff. Like yeah. you know, and then when you go back and look at it, there's like cues all over that this guy has been paranoid and like mm-hmm. trying to like you know find a path through life, whatever. Um, if you go back and play, it, mm-hmm. just keep that idea of like diseased heart in mind. Yeah. You'll see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, just like even like how your character just randomly will stop and like start like throwing up. Yeah. And it's just like it's this, crazy. Yeah. Like has this like crazy one flashback all the time. Right. Like, yeah. 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 And the point, the whole point is everything being poison, black. You know, the, yeah. the black stuff that takes over. Yeah. Um, phenomenal game. Number two game of the year is Inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've texted anyone. Maybe the witness, <laughs> but where uh, I was texting. You back and forth, several people back and forth. I don't know if we ever text because I didn't know you were playing it. But um, there are more memorable moments in that game than probably like the last two years combined of every game. Like just, oh shit, I can't believe someone put this in a medium that I can experience. Um, I, I don't even know what else to say about that game. That game is, it just left me with a feeling that I rarely feel. Mm-hmm, yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't even a good feeling. It was no, like, no, it was yeah. like a, I don't. I don't even know what it was, but it was. It made me. I just very few, few things, whether it be movies or games, kind of haunt my mind for a long time afterwards. I usually, for the most part, will forget about it unless we're talking. Someone's talking about it, uh, and then a lot of <clears throat> games that I love that are whatever. I'll have like, oh, that was fun, or enjoy talking about it. That game, I would wake up and like think about. Like mm-hmm. something about that game was in my head for like a week after all year uh, for um, work. Like we drive across the state just mm-hmm. to go to these places where we have to be, and I'll be driving through uh, like some country road that's got <laughs> sugar cane fields, and there's <laughs> right. in the, in I the could imagine, yeah in the distance there's some kind of like giant what looks like an abandoned factory, and all all year I've been brought back to that just from driving around and just seeing in real life seeing things and and places that. That I think, man, this like, I know that that's not possible, but if it was possible, it could be here, and I wouldn't even know it. Um, yeah, it just kind of takes me right back to that, and I've not that game has not left my consciousness since yeah I started playing it. I remember the night I played it, like I downloaded it, and this was when I was working my other job, so I had to be up at yeah like five thirty in the morning, and I finished the game around like two thirty, two forty five in the morning. I remember walking upstairs to the, to our room and Katie was still up watching Netflix and I just walked in and I must have had like this like I had just seen a ghost or yeah, something kind of yeah. look. She was like, What's wrong? And I just looked at her and I was like, What the fuck did I just <laughs> like the it, day, it just day. it haunted me. Like and I just like wanted more because it was like right. this thing of like like I have no idea what just happened. And I, I kind of want to figure it out. <laughs> a day after I beat the game, because I beat it in two, it was two sittings, but really it was one, because I played it for maybe 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, I played through the entire game in one sitting. And the next day, I, I wanted to show Renee just a little bit of the game, um, and I showed her half the game. You know, yeah. I started like a new. Right, right. And that, I don't know. But yeah. You just kind of rewind it 
or or I guess you could start a new game. I just, That's what I did. Yeah, you, you know, because uh, you but you can just start at the beginning again. Right, you can to, yeah pick a point anywhere in the game. And start. I just remember like, of course, the ending is obviously a standout, crazy. Yeah. But I like the thing that like got me the most in the game was um like kind of like the beach area after the submarine and then like you start going through this factory and like the whole time you're doing this puzzle of like trying to get all these zombies you just hear <laughs> right like in like a just a rhythmic oh, pattern yeah. the whole time and it's like what is going on like and it's... man like when you get there and you see what it is it's oh god it was so good yeah like that 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 is a standout moment to me that actually is where I stopped the first night because you come out of this whole section of puzzles that was very different from the beginning. When you're playing the beginning, you're like, this is really cool. It's like a really refined limbo. Right. Which mm-hmm. is the play, play Dead's previous uh, masterpiece. Um, but this is, does you know, this just looks like solid, better version of it's that. It's more of limbo. And then all of a sudden you start getting into like, oh, well, okay, no, they're going somewhere here that's uh, quite different. Um, and then you really, you know... <laughs> with the submarine you just it just goes crazy and you go this whole section that feels very contained right and then you come out and you walk up a beach and you see this factory like you just said mm-hmm. kind of like a short walking distance away and from that moment you come out of the water which you've been in this huge section that was nothing but water for like 30 minutes or whatever you hear that rhythmic yeah. uh i don't know if any you guys like the movie dune Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like the sandworm feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, that as a kid that used to scare the crap out of me. Like they would put these like things in to attract the giant worms that were gonna kill you. But there was a distraction, whatever. But you hear that, but it's so faint when you're on the beach. And as you walk up to this giant factory and you break in, you're seeing like the windows and the cardboard and the boxes rattle. And as you walk further in the factory it gets louder and louder, but you got this twenty minute puzzle you gotta solve, yeah. right? And it comes in and out of your mind as far as like even focusing on it because you get so wrapped up into this current puzzle. And then that puzzle itself is so haunting with how you solve it. There's one little part that you're like, oh, oh, that's that's morbid. You know, that's that's <laughs> crazy. That's like awesome, but it's morbid. And then you're like, this is it. I, I've been trying to figure out what this noise is for like 35, 40 minutes. Uh, it's gonna be something awful. You know, <laughs> it was like I'm thinking big boss, whatever. Then you get there, and it's nothing you would have ever expected, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind. And I got through that section in one shot. Which was like a, not the hardest thing, but you, you know you kind of got to be on it, you yeah. know, to get through that section without dying. Mm-hmm. And I made it through that little section without dying, and I just had to stop. And I was like, "Well, it's kind of getting late, but I don't, I, I gotta digest." I remember after the whole submarine part too, like whenever I landed on the beach and the factory was there. I remember not even like just holding right to run. I remember just like my character standing there for a little bit, and I felt like. Man, I just really got through something. Yeah. And then, like, I just slowly pace-walked my character, like, up to this factory. And it was just like, ah, that game is good. And and, and, and the, the animation, like, no death scene is the same. And, like, especially when you get to the end, like, you think, like, how could a four-hour game take so long to make? Because Limbo came out whenever, and they've been working on it since then. And you're like, I don't think I've ever seen animation like that last section. Mm-hmm. Uh Everything was so together but independent <laughs> yeah. without spoiling. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it just that game, I don't think you're going to get a game like that, but maybe once every like generation. Um, I did not care for this game. <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah. we had this conversation. Well, I, you know, I could see that. You yeah. know. Um, and number one game, Witness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as Neil uh, talked Going about. Going all the way back to January. I still – I just deleted them. I had about 500 and something pictures on my phone. <laughs> I downloaded an app to where I could draw on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I downloaded the same I, app because he recommended it. The whole <laughs> – what is it called? The old Tetris blocks falling when you sleep? Yeah. Oh. Uh, for a month, when I closed my eyes, I saw snake lines. Oh, there was, there was, yeah. Like, like, even me and Katie to this day, like, we'll see, like, a little circle leading to something. We're like, ah, witness, what's it connect to? <laughs> and, and, and this might sound like, for some people, would be a reason never to touch this game, and probably you shouldn't if this sounds bad to you, but I've never played a game where I had to take something off the game and look off the screen mm-hmm. to think about it and figure it out, and then not look at my TV while the game is on and 35 to 40 minutes later look up and solve one puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people that might be a deterrent <laughs> for me, I was like, it was fantastic. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, like, especially the ones where um, the different colored light distorted the color of the puzzle, so you had to, like, figure out which squares. I had a real what, time what with action. some of those, yeah. Well, see, Katie being an art school graduate, like, really helped in that part, but it was yeah. even still just... Like, I would have loved to have <laughs> play that with, like, yeah. two people. Like, Yeah, it was Because sometimes you need that perspective, which the whole game is about perspective. Yeah. When I was playing through Professor Layton, I would get stuck on a puzzle, like, those, like, matchstick puzzles and stuff, uh, and I would, like, close it and, like, go get some, like, sticks and, right. like, make it out and be like, all right, if I move this here... You know, it's more like move one stick and it makes something different or whatever. I mean, it's not that level because Witness was just too much for me. Right. But no, I, I do. I like I love puzzle games and like the idea of like right. closing the game to like go out and try to figure this right. out is is super cool to me. But like the Witness, to me, I, I enjoyed it. But it was just so stressful and frustrating. Was, and yeah. the fact, and this is just me, my own brain being dumb. But the fact that I knew I could just Google every answer and the willpower not to do that was like mm-hmm. for like driving me insane to the point of like I just can't even play this. With um, when we were talking about uh, Inside, I was saying there were more memorable moments mm-hmm. in one four hours sitting that I probably had like in a couple of years of games altogether. Uh, one of my favorite things in gaming movies, uh, either whether it be uh, uh, Fight Club or whatever, or Epiphany moments, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, oh yeah, no, that's, the, that's right? the best. And uh, which is why my number one game of all time is Fez, because right. Fez just constantly just like blew my mind not story-wise or like sequence-wise but like my brain working in ways that i never mm-hmm. thought would work right and piecing things together that you know i would have never thought i would have gotten in a million years and uh the witness constantly yeah sparked that like like hundreds of times i had mm-hmm. like that dopamine hit of like yeah i can't i can't believe it. oh I, I understand mm-hmm. this language that you know just a minute ago was like is undecipherable mm-hmm. like you know so uh, and another and the last thing I say about the witness and the soulist <laughs> is that that's why I love the witness so much just because it kind of proves to me that games are getting to where I believe they could be because you talk about games like Gone, uh, Gone Home really bringing the medium to a different level it's not just shooters and AAA and then the indie games and games have things to say art form but they can be stupid they can be popcorn movies they can be romantic mm-hmm. had a boyfriend you know dating <laughs> sense, right but what i loved about the witness and people complained about there not being a coherent story it's just this weird situation on this island that makes no sense and you could maybe come up with some stuff but there's all these like videos in there that are hidden that kind of have nothing to do with each other mm-hmm. but my take on it uh 
and I really think this is what he was going for, was that, and he has videos that kind of talk about this in the game, um, you can have an idea and put it in the game, and it's, it's more about a philosophy or trying to share a feeling with your players. Like, And to me, Jonathan Blow is putting that in this game, there's this intense figuring out the systems. Mm-hmm. But then there's this world of beauty that you barely even notice because you're so intense on the system. And there's this whole hidden video in there about like religion versus science and stuff like that and how they seem to butt heads. But really, the beautiful thing is they, work, they can work together. There's this big picture where you don't have to worry about the detail. You don't have to worry about what makes it tick. But then if the people that look at the the... The, the science and the, the the microcosm and stuff like that, like they're not looking at the big picture. They're looking at like what makes this work. And the whole game is a meditation on like being in the moment and experiencing the the mechanics. So, anyways, it, it's just not many games attempt that, and I think that's what he was going for. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, top ten, <laughs> yay! There you go. I'm gonna save you the, uh, some time. Basically, everything that Scott said about the witness is what I think about NBA 2K17. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can see that. It's my number one. We'll get to that next week. You know. There we go. I pre- appreciate when someone can be on the show, unlike myself, that can actually put thoughts to words about how passionate they are about some games. Mm-hmm. I can be like, I like Dark Souls because it was fun and neat, and good, <laughs> you know. But well, it's so funny as I've gotten older and cut out a lot of the things that I like in my life. Games, games have yes. intensified, right? Yeah, and the fact that it sucks because like the only people that play games like me don't live near me and aren't even my friends that I grew up with. They're my friends I met through Gameware, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to live an online life or you know come here once a year. Uh, I, you know, I just the fact that it's intensified showed that like I think it's a special medium, and my passion and, and my desire to find that stuff. And enjoy the fun, stupid stuff as well, right. just like any other medium. Like Yo, noise. I like, I like, I like a popcorn summer movie sure. as much as I mm-hmm. like uh, some random in the indie flick, you know. But um, so I always appreciate y'all let me get my years of like <laughs> excitement out in one episode. Uh, who else? Want, who wants to follow Scott up on uh, for special? Uh, well, I was going to talk about Rogue One, but yeah, so Can't do I, that. Saw, I saw that. But get on it, Scrubs. All right. <laughs> I'm excited to go to a dumb place in a few minutes, uh, which is a mall. <laughs> two and days before two Christmas. Two days before Christmas. Yeah, so I gotta go to work. I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna to a mall and uh, sell stuff to people for Christmas presents. Keep, please keep up. Bring the air horn, and anytime someone asks oh. about the NES Classic, I have nope. my app. <laughs> yeah, it's not as loud. But. Right. Fun. Yeah. Uh, mine. I'm, I'm gonna leave you a quick bit of, bit of advice that I learned this week. Excellent. When you travel a lot like we do, you pick up some things. Mm-hmm. And my life pro tip for this week, you know, I told you, is um, don't stay at a pet-friendly hotel <laughs> if you're not traveling with pets. Because well, you'll be woken up at 5.30 in the morning by barking dogs, and you'll be really cranky the whole day. I sleep pretty heavy. But I, otherwise, yes, I agree. The, the sound of darking, barking dogs in your hotel um, can be maddening Because to me, to sleep. like, the animal people should be on, like, Separate one side thing. or floor. It's the dog side. The non-dog people. Eventually, someone has to be in the middle. That's true. So when you know, do you just put them on either end? I guess of the hotel until you're fully booked, and then that's true. Sucks that little person, but yeah, that kind of sucks. So just watch out for that when you're booking hotels. In my, I actually I was I had a little uh, speaker set up, and I just had dog barking sounds. Oh great, yeah, that was you. (laughs) So that's it. That is our show. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Adam Arinder. 
Scott, I don't know if you're on Twitter. You have a secret Twitter. He follows people. Uh, follows you know, I don't even know what my Twitter handle posts. is because I don't ever put anything it's, on it. I just follow it's, people um, for suggestions. It's at Paradoxitar. <laughs> one. one. It might just be my name. At Scott. Know. How'd you get uh, Stresdeck? Stresdeck. Stresdeck. That's my Scott parody account. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, just uh, figure a yearly update is good. At this point, uh, I've played Destiny for 1,506 hours. Wow. Ooh, I wonder what mine's at. <laughs> uh, I'm at Steve Gameware. I am not at Paradox Guitar. <laughs> That's a new one. At all. Not. You can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash Gameware Express, or this podcast, Facebook. No. 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 See, y'all mixing me up. I say the same thing every week. I'm messing me up. I didn't you do anything. Find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR, or this podcast, facebook.com slash GamewareExpress. You can also listen to it on SoundCloud, where I post it every Friday, as well as on podcast services everywhere, like iTunes, or Google Play, or Xbox Music, or wherever you get your RSS feeds. So that is it. So our final official show of 2016. Of course, we will be back next week with our Game of the Year Spectacular. So I hope everyone's looking forward to that. Scott, thank you so much for making the drive down. I'm glad you're all able to join us on you know your traditional end of the year rundown. Thanks for keeping by me. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Stephen and Neil, as always, thank you all for joining me. Thank you for having me. Good luck at the mall today. I'm so excited. Weekend. It's going to be so stupid. Uh, everyone out there, I hope you have a safe and Merry Christmas. Having a safe and happy Hanukkah. Celebrate Kwanzaa. I don't really know much about that, but you know, more Enjoy power it. to you. Um, Oh, Festivus, as we're recording. Festivus That's for the rest today. of us. Air, going on. air your grievances. I hate all of you. I'm going to tell you all about Except it. the ones who listen to us. Yeah. Because we, we love you. We, we Very love much you. so. Yeah. So look out for Game of the Year next week. Send your stuff in. GamewareExpress at gmail.com or speakpipe.com slash GamewareExpress. Until then, have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. <laughs>